All right, so there's the music, so you know what that means, don't you, Stanley? What does that mean, Gary Stein? That means we're up and running, my man. That's right, we're back together The boys again. are back in town. That's right. Hey, and also, I'm going to throw out a date to you, okay? Yeah. June 8th, 2013. You have any idea what the significance of that date is? Of course, that's when we met. <laughs> we actually met in, what, 87, 88, Something 85? Like yeah. Yep. Now, June 8, 2013 is basically nine years ago, I guess, or so. That was the last time that I hosted a sports talk show. Wow. Can you imagine that? Wow. At CBS Radio. But the, that was a Saturday. But the public now has spoken. They, and I'm they back. They want you back. Yeah. They want you back. We are back along with... We couldn't uh, replace Glenn Clark with just anybody. No, nah, they, they had to really dig deep. They had yeah. to find a guy who hasn't done it for nine years. Yeah. So you'll be here every day now, right? Basically, 10 to 12. Yeah, 10 Monday, to you know, 12. it's the, it's the uh, Wally Pip situation, right? That's One right. day and it's, That's right. it's over. That's right. Griffin Bass here as well. Welcome into Glenn Clark Radio. Gary Stein, Stan the Fan. I have known Stan for 35, 8 years, something like that. Can you imagine? 20, yeah. Since yeah. It, okay, it's got to be at least 86. Yeah. So 14 and 22, 36, 37 years. Yeah. I was just reminiscing with a bunch of my old buddies, a couple of them, one of them has passed away, but we went to, my my cousin's parents owned a house in Margate, New Jersey on the beach. Love it. And we went in 1986, about six guys, it was my cousin Stuart, myself, Howard Boltanski, Mike Weisberg, Richard Mishulam, mm. and Mike Scher. There's about three doctors in Sounds there. Sounds like they have three. something all in common, too, no, by the way. Yeah, we're all gambling degenerates <laughs> when Atlantic City first got gaming oh. back in, well, actually, Atlantic City had gaming since the mid-70s. But we went up uh, to stay at the Beach House during the World Series of 1986. Mm. Mets, and we uh, watched Red Sox. Game 6 and 7 together, all mm. of us. Wow. And somewhere in between there... I went to the casino for the first, it was like beginner's luck. My friend Howie and I, we won about $3,500 between mm. us. We were playing uh, blackjack mm. together. For some reason, he and I partnered up, and we started playing at the 25 We won a little money, and then we played at the $25 table. And we played for about three or four hours, and we really, together, uh, we were both hot, and we won so thirty five hundred bucks. So now that you mentioned the eighty six World Series, I just yeah. want to see if this means anything to Griffin Bass. Yeah, because Griffin, Griffin Bass wasn't born yet. Yeah, Griffin, how no. how old are you? Twenty twenty two. Twenty two. So I'm sixty one. Yeah. Stan, well, forget that. Yeah. But anyway, you're about forty <laughs> I'll years. To forget it. I'm seventy. I'll be seventy one. What does the name Bill Buckner mean to you, Griffin? Oh, he's the guy that missed the ground ball. Okay, uh, through, his, through his legs. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the eighty six World Series. That was series. the eighty six World Series. Okay. It was Game Six. And who yeah. hit that ball? Uh, uh, it was somebody on the Mets, right? <laughs> yeah, it was very good. <laughs> very good. Who pitched that pitch? No idea. Bob right, Stanley so pitched. Bob the pitch Stanley pitched to Mookie, Mookie Wilson, Wilson yeah. and Gary Carter scored. Yeah, and that was Game Six. Yep. Right. The uh, yeah. Red Sox were up three two, and that that would have clinched the World Series right there. Yeah. And mm. then of course they come back Game Seven, and the Mets win it, and the rest is history. And yep. then the Red Sox had to wait till what? Oh four? Oh three? Oh, I think it was oh four. Oh four. They finally won that World yeah. Series. All right. Hey, big show uh, for you today. Big sports weekend for everybody right here, and for the sports in general. We'll talk about that. But uh, just a little bit on what's coming up later in the show. Ten twenty. 
this morning. We'll talk with Mike Haas, the play-by-play voice of the New Orleans Saints. Ravens are, of course, in New Orleans tonight for the big Monday nighter against the Saints. That's a big game for New Orleans and a bad division. They need to keep pace with the uh, Falcons and the Buccaneers. And, of course, it's a huge game for the Ravens, as every game is, uh, but especially going into the bye and with what most people stand consider a pretty soft second-half schedule, this would be a huge win today well, for it's tonight. Not, it's not just thought by a lot of people. It's been, you know, they, they ran a scroll yesterday that the Ravens have the easiest schedule the remainder of the year. You know, the winning you combined winning percentage of the teams we're playing from here on out. I can't think of a game that the Ravens may not be favored in except the last game of the year against Against Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Yep, and I think that's true. And so the Ravens tonight in New Orleans, that is Monday night football. I think the game starts, what, 8.20 or so, 8.15 p.m. 10.40 this morning, we'll talk with Jerry Hairston Jr., former Oriole. Now he's a broadcaster for the Dodgers uh, Sports Network in in Los Angeles. World Series, of course, is over. Houston over Philadelphia, six games. They won it on Saturday night. Basically, they powered their way. Uh, We can talk about that with Jerry Hairston. First ever um, Super, uh, Super Bowl World Series win for Dusty Baker. Now he's won it as a player and a manager. Yep. Jerry Hairston Jr. played for Dusty Baker when he was a member of the Cincinnati Reds in 2008. Stan, I know you're a big baseball guy. What's your thought on the Astros winning their second World Series in five years? Well, very happy, as everybody in baseball is, for Dusty Baker. This will probably put him in the Hall of Fame in the next couple of years. I think you'll see Dusty Baker. Shouldn't he have actually, been in the Hall of Fame even without it or no? Uh, well, actually, they don't. They don't. They don't name you uh, to the Hall of Fame unless you're retired. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so he he sh- he's had a lot of work. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, his resume now is kind of complete. Uh, it was it was a very entertaining World Series. You know, it's funny they played six games. They're probably only one of the six games. Maybe two of the six games. Game six and game one were really exciting games, you know, uh, unless I'm forgetting, was was uh, was Game 5 exciting? Game 5 was, what, the Astros won? It came down to the... It came down to the now, that was a pretty good, that was a pretty good yeah. game. But but the, the, the intensity of this series with the two fan bases made it very entertaining to me, you know, and uh, it, what happens a lot of times is you come into a series, a short series like seven games... And you, you, you have somebody you choose, we can't let this guy beat us. And those guys were, frankly, uh, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and Alex Bregman, you know. Uh, and the guy that beat them time and time again was Jeremy Pena. MVP you know, of the World MVP Series. MVP of the World Series. And I have to admit, Casey Stern, who's no longer on Sirius XM, you know, MLB Network, he really went on a rag after on Twitter uh, about how ridiculous it was to bring in Alvarado against Jordan Alvarez when Wheeler was still kind of dealing in the game, and amped, he amplified it by making the point, and it's a good point, that Alvarez hits lefties actually better than right-handers. And, it, and I think he had hit Alvarado fairly well in the series already on a couple other occasions. It was a little bit questionable, but the, the better team really won. You know, the Phillies were exposed. Their, their two key starters uh, didn't pitch that great. You know, Nola 
had two starts, didn't pitch well, and Wheeler pitched well, just not good enough. So when you say their weaknesses were exposed, are you talking about the fact that in free agency they went out and got a bunch of offensive players and really didn't address defense and pitching all that much? Is that what you're saying? Well, general manager Dave Dombrowski, when he fired Joe Girardi, he then went out and made a couple He made a couple moves. He traded for Brandon Marsh, mm-hmm. who is an excellent defensive center fielder, uh, and he moved. Uh, what's his What's his first name? I got it wrong. Stott. Bryson Stott. Bryson. Bryce Stott. Bryson. Yeah. Bryson, yeah, Bryson Stott. In at shortstop, and he's very much better defensively than D.D. Gregorius was. And then they let D.D. Gregorius go. What I found most telling was there was one at bat when the Astro when the Phillies really had it going in the bottom of the eighth inning on. Uh, Friday night, right? Was that was that the game I'm thinking? Saturday. No, 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 the one Friday night was game six. Yeah, so it was it was game five in Mm -hmm. Philadelphia when they had it going and had had come within three to two. They had runners on first and third and one out, and manager Rob uh, Thompson Thompson. had nobody else to put up other than Brandon Marsh, who was in the lineup. And he struck out, I think, on three or four pitches. Never came close to hitting one of Presley's curveballs. And I was ranting about it. And it turned out what he's got on his roster is is that Brandon Marsh probably was the best player yeah. he had on, on his roster. They were really deficient in having depth pieces, uh, you know, which is interesting because the Orioles made a move this week in signing – Jake Cave, which seems like a very small move, but when you look at how teams can get better, Jake Cave will bat. He's a left-handed hitter. He'll bat predominantly 95% of the at-bats he'll get next year will be against right-handed pitching. His on-base percentage is 319, and when you start trying to increase your on-base percentage from 305 to something respectable, you don't do it just by one or two hitters. You got to do it throughout your roster, and I think it's a smart little move. But uh, again, an entertaining World Series. The other guy who got the uh, monkey off his back is Justin Verlander. I was just about to say it. Was zero six in uh, World Series history. Uh, and he finally got his first win. First win for Justin Verlander, yeah. first World Series championship as a manager for Dusty Baker. Of course, he won it with the Dodgers as a player back in 1981, so kudos and congratulations to the Astros. One more quick thing on the Astros. Uh, we know, of course, 17 and 18, they won it in 17, then they got accused, and it was found out that they did steal signs, etc. What does this World Series win kind of say about that organization? After the debacle. Yeah, um, I think this team needs to be treated uh, with a, a lot more respect than, mm-hmm. than those teams back in 17 and 18. You know, yeah. this World Series isn't tainted at all. They only have, I think, like three players, Bregman, Altuve, and I'm not, and maybe Guriel. Guriel, they're only three players from that team. There's no hint that the trash cans are banging anymore. Uh, they're, they're, real, they're a real good team. But, you know, I wrote a piece for Pressbox Online last night that Luke, our editor, is under the weather. Um, so I don't know if it's up yet or not. But the Orioles aren't the Orioles aren't that far away from what the Phillies and Astros did offensively. You know, over 162 games, 
were 60 game. We scored 60 runs less than the Astros and 70 runs less than the Phillies. Over 162 games. That's not that. You know, it's like probably. Point four runs a game difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're in the we're getting in the zip code of the better teams. But that on base percentage, you can't score runs with a three oh five on base percentage, which is what the Orioles have. All right, we got a lot to go over in the NFL. By the way, don't forget 10- what a what a weekend in football. Yeah, wow. ten twenty this morning. Mike Hoss, the play by play guy for the Saints, will be joining us. Ten forty, Jerry Hairston Jr., who played for Dusty Baker back in 08, former Oriole, will uh, be with us to talk about the World Series. 11.30 this morning, Jeremy Kahn. will be on to tell us how he was right about everything. Basically, which yeah. he always is. Yeah. But I want to bring Griffin Bass in here before we get to the he NFL was, He was behind the mic on one of the biggest sports stories in these parts. Yeah. What are you talking oh, about? I was? He was behind the mic yeah. for Concordia Prep. Yes. Yeah, well, he was. Prep. And he was also on the mic for Boys Latin St. Paul's on Friday yep, night yep, yep. at Johnny Definitely United Stadium. Super great game between uh, the two rivals, Boys Latin and St. Paul's. We got to meet myself and Miles Goodman. We got to see uh, see uh, Coach Richie Shell from Boys Latin. Uh, mm-hmm. Got to see him off into retirement. Uh, it was a really good atmosphere that nice of Towson to let, let them use their well, – you know, I'm sure they uh, – you know, compensated Towson, but uh, oh, of course, but uh, but uh, it was nice to nice that they got they to play at Johnny United. They com- compensated me too. They did really, there. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. they didn't do that. Yeah, but Griffin, you're you're kind of bursting onto the scene a little bit. Oh, here you think now so? With you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, hey, look, this is a talk show. I got to find things to talk about. Okay, <laughs> but no, seriously though, you got the Concordia gig, uh, doing some yep. high school football. Yes. You're getting some additional high school football. Yes, I'm, I know you're doing some Stevenson sports as well. So oh, yeah. uh, kudos oh, yeah. to you, yep, my man. Yep, definitely, but yes, I'm MIAA high school football action over the weekend. Yep. That I got to be a part of right. very, very fun as they uh, kick, turn turn their gears towards playoffs. So, yeah. so prep. just a full full disclosure here. Uh, Gr- Griffin's dad, who uh, unfortunately passed away years ago, is was one of my best friends, if not my best friend. And uh, I just got to tell you from a personal standpoint for a minute, Griffin, you have no idea what it means to see you here in this situation. So thank th- th- thank, thank you. you. Yep. Gotcha. And that's how he came to press boxes through you. Yeah. And he was one of our producers on the bat around. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And that it was pre-pandemic by about six months. Yeah. Something, something like that. The, yeah. And then when the pandemic came, we stopped sort of doing. I, I didn't go in live, and then I gave that gig up. You know. All right. NFL talk. We'll get with Mike Haas in just a minute. But before we get to Saints Ravens tonight, Stanley, let's go over and Griffin. Let's go over some of the stuff that happened yesterday in the NFL. What a day it was. Yeah. I mean, it was just a great Sunday to be at your TV, no matter how you consume these games. Let's just start with Jets and Bills for a minute, although you could pick five games that you could start with. Who thought the Jets would be able to upset Buffalo? They actually come back and win that game. Stan, you're raising your hand on this one. What are no, you talking no, about? No, I didn't. I didn't think the Jets had any. I mean, chance. okay. So the question is: Are the Jets legit or what? The Jets are they're pretty good. I don't think they they get good enough quarterback play consistently to really be any kind of threat at this point in time. And I don't know that Zach Wilson is a long time. You know, I don't know. I'm not a scout. If it's baseball, I can scout pretty well. The football, I don't know if he. Do you think he's a guy that could lead a team in two or three years to to be a contender? I mean, in two or three years, perhaps. Yeah. I think the jury's out. But I think yeah. your point is right. He's not that guy now. No, you know, you're not going to put him in the category of you know Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson or any of these you know 
guys that have been around for Tom like two Brady or three years. Or Aaron Rodgers. But you got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, the Jets came back in that game. Uh, their defense was terrific in the second half of that game, yeah. and uh, they deal Buffalo their second loss. Robert Sala has has them in the right heading in the right direction. Defensive uh, uh, oriented coach, which brings up the issue: Miami won yesterday. Yep. The Jets beat Buffalo yesterday. New England won yesterday. I'm not going to necessarily put New England in that class right at the moment, but. Right. Could this be a pretty good division right now in terms of the eight divisions in the league? I think you could argue that it might be the NFL's strongest division right now. You and I were also talking before the show about the NFL East with the the, Dallas, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Dallas, the Giants, uh, all playing, and the Redskins four and five, not like two and six or two and seven. So. That division is very good. And I'll tell you what's a surprising division right now, but because the Rams are th- – they're three and five right now, the Rams, right? Am I right? Three and five? The Rams are yes. th- yeah. three yeah. and five. Because of them, that division isn't as strong, but Seattle's Seahawks are leading that division. That's hard to believe. Seattle six and three. They're getting yeah. good play from Geno Smith. Kenny Walker, their running back, has come in for Rashad Where did he Petty play and college? Did a great job. Michigan. I don't even, I don't even know. Kenneth Walker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, I believe. Oklahoma. See, that's why we need Griffin because he knows <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. You know, yeah. like we're, we're, I got lucky on that. Well, but oh. let me see if he's right. Well, but also Griffin, I I, I want to make a point to you. By the way, there was a time in football because I know you're only how old? Twenty. 22. 22. 22. There was a time in football where the Patriots were not the best team in the East every year. There was a time in football when Miami actually dominated that division. There was a time in football where Buffalo actually went to the Super Bowl four years in a row. What? You may not even know that. I don't that. believe that. They did. They, not, 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 they didn't win any of them. Okay? <laughs> by and, the way. And believe it or not, there was a time where the Jets once in a while were pretty good. By so. the way, though, you're asking him as if he's an expert. I said Michigan. Right? Yeah. He said were, Oklahoma. I, I just, I, yeah, it's I Michigan wrong. State University. Was, uh, so you're both wrong. We were both wrong. I don't know but why at I thought least I was in the closer. right state. Yeah. yeah. Hey, one more game to get to before we check in with Mike Haas. Uh, and again, there were four or five games yesterday that, that, that you could circle. Um, what about, and it doesn't mean anything for Detroit because they still stink. But what about the Packers losing to Detroit? A couple of bad interceptions for Aaron Rodgers at the goal line. Five straight losses for the first time in 13 years for the Green Bay Packers. Well, it, it's it's about NFL economics. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of threatened that he wanted to be traded, so they've sort of sucked up to him, gave him a gigantic contract at his age, which may not be the smartest thing in the world. And, uh, you know, it's what happens in the NFL when you pay one player that much money. The first thing they had to do was turn around and trade Devontae Adams. And now he doesn't have receivers uh, although Lazar played a tremendous game, yeah, yesterday. but he doesn't have anybody. Yeah, he doesn't really have anybody. Now, but the the irony is they that they have two good backs in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. But when you can't throw the ball, when when you're the Packers, your best weapon is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, when he doesn't have any weapons, it was pretty staggering when they they showed on the screen his number of interceptions per season. Mm-hmm. And then he's had seasons where he's had like five interceptions, seven interceptions, and he had three yesterday, including, as you said, two in the uh, near the goal line. And you know? one of them by Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. the big lineman out of Michigan. He was trying to throw to his offensive lineman on a backdoor play, and Hutchinson sniffed it out. One of the great moments, and I know we got Mike House coming up in just a second, but one of the great moments yesterday, though, was when 
the the Buccaneers did come back to win that game over the Rams. That hug between Brady and um, uh, Left uh, Byron Leftwich, his offensive coordinator. Sweet. It was really really nice. Brady threw fifty eight times yesterday, and as Jim Nance said, didn't throw a touchdown pass until the very end. And also, in case you missed it last night, Kansas City comes back and beats Tennessee in overtime, twenty seventeen. And, and Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes threw how many sixty eight times, which is not the record. The record is 70 by Drew Bledsoe against Minnesota back in the 90s. But still 68 times, one touchdown pass. But really it was Mahomes' legs last night yeah. that carried Kansas City to that win. That was a 93-yard drive late in the fourth quarter yeah. that tied up the game. Including a third and, I think it was like 24, third and 26, where he escaped and scrambled and got the first down. It was absolutely unbelievable. So Kansas City over Tennessee last night. Tennessee, by the way, Ryan Tannehill did not play for the Titans last night. Malik Willis, the rookie out of Liberty, 5 for 16, 80 yards total. Derrick Henry really is their only option right now, 115 yards and a couple of touchdowns for Tennessee. We have him? We do. Mike Haas joining us, the play-by-play voice of the New Orleans Saints. Mike, you're on with Gary Stein and Stan the Fan along with Griffin Bass. How are you today? I am well. Heading into the Superdome here in a little bit and... You know, get this day started. All right, so you so you get there early, right? I mean, the game's not till what seven o'clock of your time tonight, right? Yeah, but I, I have two jobs. I, I I work for the radio station doing play by play, but I'm also the uh, manager of media relations for the Superdome. So gotcha. I get to go do job one wow, wow. first, and then I'll do job two. So how many years have you been doing the play by play for the Saints? Oh, let's see. Let me go back. This is my second year. <laughs> I am the oldest rookie out there, just about. Uh, it was, really, all came very late in my career. Yeah. Okay. How, how did so, it happen? Because usually it doesn't. It doesn't go that way. You're right. <laughs> you're right. No, I, I worked behind who was the iconic play-by-play for years, Jim Henderson, who did it. We both worked in local television, and then when he retired, I was up for the job in 2017, and Zach Shreef got it, the former player and great guy. And then last year. Right after the 20 season, he decided he was going to go into coaching. So they gave me a call. And so I did it last year was uh, year one. This is my second year. So you're right. It's, it's rare to get a, to get one bite at the apple and enormously rare to get two bites at the apple. Exactly. Uh, at this juncture. Mike, I just want to warn you on this show, the producer who called you to get you on the air and book you, Griffin Bass, is an aspiring play-by-play guy. Watch and out, Gary, And Gary Stein <laughs> is a play-by-play guy. So I'm the only guy you'll be talking to in the next 10 minutes who's not after your job. I just wanted to warn you that. <laughs> no, it's, it's understandable. I, I, I get it a lot. So don't, you know, believe me, I'm used to it. Hey, I wanted to just ask you your impressions early in this, well, at the halfway point just about, of uh, Dennis Allen as a head coach. Had one other chance once before with the Raiders when he was a really young young buck, uh, didn't succeed. Uh, your impressions of him? It's about like it was when he was defensive coordinator. He's a very low-key kind of guy on the sidelines. It's not that he's not passionate but he's been around this team, you know, 06 through, I guess, 11, then went to Denver, and then the years with the Raiders. And then he came back, you know, as, as in 15 and 16 and, and has been D.C. Uh, ever since. So he's been around such a long time. My impression is he's doing about what I expected to do. It's a, the defense has not played up to its expectations until last week. 
offensively, they've done well if you want to subtract 16 turnovers. Because to me, if you have 16 turnovers, who really cares what the next question is? Right, exactly. <laughs> if you have 16, I mean, what's the point? So I don't know that I lay that on him. I think it's been a little bumpy because of the, the, the defense just hasn't played up to its expectations, but just getting two turnovers, two interceptions. But other than that, I feel like they've, you know, in the last couple of games, the Cincinnati game did everything that you're supposed to do, win the turnover battle, ran for 250 and lost. I mean, it's the turnovers that, that, have, that have really blighted this team. We're talking with Mike Haas, the play-by-play man, second year now, play-by-play man for the New Orleans Saints, Ravens, and Saints tonight at the Superdome. Mike, let's talk about a little of those bumps. Some of those bumps have occurred off the field, and I wonder if they're going to influence what happens on the field. I'm talking about Michael Thomas now, apparently out for the year with a toe injury. He's having surgery. Alvin Kamara, he's got some legal troubles, etc. I know he's going to play tonight. But what about those bumps? Do they? And, you know, this isn't your father's saints with Sean Payton and Drew Brees anymore. Just talk about the culture and what that means for the on-the-field stuff. I think the culture is okay. I think the, the Mike Thomas situation, Mike Thomas has, since he signed his extension, I think he's played in like 13 games. He, he has been, his bumps have been more bumps and bruises and just hasn't been able to get back into the lineup. When he got back into the lineup at the start of this season, made three touchdowns in the first three games. So he can still play at this level. He just can't stay healthy. Uh, it was a surprise to me that they didn't put him automatically on IR with a dislocated toe, but they decided to try to keep it with heel on its own. So and now, now he's gone for the year. In the meantime, You've had a guy like Chris Olave, a rookie, step up and become uh, outstanding. And another rookie, Rashid Shahid, who they probably didn't even think would play this year and is now one of your you know, better receivers and a, and a key return man. I don't think the Alvin situation legally will play itself out this season. I got a feeling it'll, it'll, it'll be more impactful uh, either offseason and next season. About to wait and see. But Alvin has been really more of a key leader this year than I've seen in any of his years here from a vocal standpoint, a locker room guy. And so I think that's been important. The, the, the bumps in the road, we'll have to wait and see. Thomas, does he come back? And, and it, it's been a while since he's been on the field for, for a considerable amount of games. And we'll have to wait and see on the Alvin situation. Believe me, this, this team, because of everything, does not look beyond – they're not even thinking about Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> it's Baltimore and Baltimore only. So, and we're talking with Mike Huss, the um, play-by-play guy for the New Orleans Saints tonight. It's Ravens and Saints. You talk about the defense, and it's not just playing up to par. How much of that is Marshawn Lattimore being out, or is it deeper than that? I think initially it was a, a big part of it. When you didn't have Marshawn and Marcus May was just coming back, you had Chris Harris who had just kind of brought into the organization, and then you had, didn't have Paulson Adebo in Arizona. So all of a sudden, you got Alante Taylor, your second-round draft pick, starting against Arizona. And hey, hey, welcome to the NFL. Here's DeAndre Hopkins. But so, but so since that game, now he's got a game under his belt. Paulson Adebo came back. They should get PJ Williams back, the, the veteran cornerback. And so I think they've kind of weathered that storm a little bit. Of course, yeah, you want Marshawn back, but I don't. He's not even practicing, so I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. And I think the ability to have 
to get Alante Taylor, who I think is going to be a really good player, some time, a Debo back, T.J. Williams back. I mean, they lost. They, they, they were pretty hurt there for a while. I mean, they lost Bradley Roby to IR, uh, Marshawn, P.J. was out to IR, Paulson, that's four DBs who are typically in your starting rotation in some capacity, nickel, dime. And so that was tough to overcome. So I, in, the, in the interim, I think they've done pretty well. Mike, I wanted to turn to the quarterback situation there. Uh, it looked at the beginning of the season. I don't know if Dennis Allen would wave his hand up in the air and say, yes, I'm in the Jameis Winston camp or not. But Winston had some injuries. Now the, now the position seems to be a, a mix of Dalton and Taysom Hill. Uh, where do you Is Winston close to coming back? And when he comes back, will he get the shot? at being the uh, the starting quarterback there? He's back. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's back. He's been healthy for since the Arizona game. And that was a that was a conscious decision by Dennis Allen that, that he felt that just Andy Dalton gave this team a better chance to win. No, uh, Jameis has been healthy for a couple of weeks. Um, for whatever, you know, he just feels – and Andy has moved the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very well in all of the games. It's just the turnovers in Arizona. But last week was was the the typical game that the Saints want out of Dalton. No interceptions, 73% completion, 22 of 30. Didn't have to throw it a ton. Didn't he hasn't been sacked in two games. He just it's efficiency. And if you have some efficiency offensively and don't turn the ball over 16 times, you, you can be in a lot of games. And the defense was unbelievable against the Raiders who came in as just this juggernaut offensively and yeah. just, you know, what wasn't their day. But when you got a defense like the Saints have, you don't have to have the greatest offense. You just can't turn the ball over every other down. So how many snaps will Taysom Hill take tonight behind center? Or or will he uh, just be say, Yeah, go ahead. Oh behind center? Yeah, behind uh, center. Probably thirteen somewhere around between 10 and 13. It's been increasing a lot, but not so much as, as behind, you know, under center or, or shotgun. He's just been playing more. Yeah. He'd be playing more. He'd be, he averaged 36% of the offensive snaps last week, but only had 10 runs. Okay. So there's 13 plays that he's in there through it once. But that to me is the best part of Taysom is that if you just put him in there in these obvious third and two and go QB power right, you know, okay, well, first of all, the other team's going to eventually, you know, I, they already know it's coming. Yeah. And sometimes they stop it, but most times they don't. But now if he's on the field so often, you kind of – it, it kind of just becomes part of it. And I think that's been the best part is that you, he's out there so much now, you, you don't go, oh, there's taste, there's taste. Right, it's not as and obvious. Does, yeah. And right, and he's done, he's done much better. He's just, you know – he throws when he has to throw. He's not just running QB power. Ran some QB sweeps last week, and you got to keep him off balance because he can be a, he can be a big weapon just as a decoy. Hey, Mike, let me talk some X's and O's with you on defense for a second. The Saints under Dennis Allen are not a particularly big blitzing team. They rush four pretty much most of the time. I think they're the 29th out of, out of 32 teams in blitz rate. Um, my question is, with Lamar Jackson, one of the ways that he's been stopped in the recent past is when teams blitz and blitz unconventionally. My question is, do the Saints change it up tonight, 
or is it just not Dennis Allen's style to blitz the quarterback that much? Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think we're going to see a lot of corner safety blitzes tonight. I don't. I think what they'll probably do is go five down linemen. Try the Saints do put a lot of pressure on with four. That's been kind of if you can do that with your four, then you're in pretty good shape. The numbers then are in your favor. With Lamar, I think that's that attitude that that has been successful. It's such a feast or famine that he's so good and so talented. If you don't, you don't hit then you know he's gonna he's gonna take it off and run for 40 so i think we'll see more of a five down lineman situation and just you know still put pressure on him but keep him in front of you don't don't let him get on the other side now they'll they'll blitz some they'll blitz you know uh, warner or demario but I, I would be surprised i'm not saying none but i'd be surprised if we see a ton of corner safety blitzes tonight. And so if you're a Ravens fan tonight, Mike, you know that Isaiah Likely is going to take over basically from Mark Andrews in terms of the pass-catching tight end. He's out of the game. He's Andrews. out, yeah. You, and if you're a Ravens fan, you may not know the fact that the Saints are the best team in the NFL defending against the tight end in passing situations. The question is, who are the defenders that Ravens fans should be looking at tonight that cover the tight ends well for the Saints? Uh, Pete Warner, Pete Warner is going to be one of them. Demario Davis. I mean, they'll the Saints use a lot of two linebacker situations. The problem with with your team is that you use a lot of twenty one and twenty two personnel. Sure. So you've got Re, you've got Ricard in there the whole time, just about, and you'll have Ricard and sometimes two tight ends, even with, you know with Andrews out. So that creates you know a unique situation because you've always got. Lamar is this run as this other running back. So you'll have, you know, Ricard and a tight end and a running back. And so it's a weird kind of big system. So I, I you know, that to me is the is is how is where the Saints I've never seen a team that runs as much of that twenty one and twenty two personnel because of the players that you have, especially to keep your fullback in as much as he does. Not even he doesn't catch the ball, he doesn't run the ball very often, but he is your lead blocker and on your power runs, and I think between him and Isaiah, who I think is going to be an enormous talent, I guess the question would be who's, if, you know, what, what Nick Boyle hasn't caught a pass, Oliver's only caught five, is it just going to be, you know, if it's just Isaiah, I think, you know, I think the Saints can, can, can handle that with, with their linebackers. If you had Andrews, that's where the problem comes. When you got Isaiah, Patrick Ricard, and Andrews, it's like having three tight ends. Yeah, I think the Ravens are going to have to find ways, and they have uh, found ways to get Devin DuVernay into that Debo Samuel-type role. Hey, Mike, a couple quick questions before we let you go. We're talking with Mike Haas, the play-by-play voice of the New Orleans Saints, Ravens and Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. Mike, the division uh, you guys play in, <laughs> it's the only one in the NFL that doesn't have a team that's above five hundred. Um, what What's going on? I mean, what do you think about the division in the race right now? I think it's awesome. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I think it's the greatest division ever. I can't believe the Rams screwed us yesterday and allowed Tampa to win that game. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rough. You know, they started out the Saints did anyway. The Saints played their first three games in the division, which I think is is just horrendous. I'm not a fan of that. So they played a lot of division games on the front five games, and then they don't play them forever until the end of the season, and it's just. 
for whatever reason. And then next week we have Atlanta and Carolina playing again, so somebody else is going to get a loss. I guess, you know, clearly the biggest surprise, I mean, the Saints wish they were better, hope they are better, feel like they're a better team. The biggest surprise is Tampa. I don't think anybody thought Atlanta would be that good or Carolina would be that good. That was before the implosion. The biggest surprise, I think, would, would, would be Tampa. And at four and five, and it's just, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I see them play. I watched you guys play them, and they look like the old Tampa team in the first half. And in the second half, they look like, you know, a team I've never seen before. Couldn't stop the run. So it, it's interesting. I mean, the Saints still have to play them all. Everybody still pretty much other than Carolina can control their own destiny because we we all have three games with each other left. And so it's going to be interesting, but so, but it's been a it's been a blessing because when you are two and five and one and four out of the box, and yet you're a game out of first yeah. place in some cases, yep. it kind of keeps the it keeps the you know it keeps your head high, keeps you keeps you in the game without going oh my god we're 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 done right because there have been years that if you're two and five out of the box and you're you're done. And Mike, we're talking with Mike Haas, play by play voice of the New Orleans Saints. Last question for you. You've covered the Saints for a long time, so you know Sean Payton pretty well. Will he be back at the head of some football team next year? I think so. I don't know who it'll be. Yeah. But yeah, I, if it's the right situation uh, with the GM situation and, and, and him, I don't, I don't think – I think the TV thing was just a, a road stop. Yeah. And I, I feel like – yeah, I mean, I think he's looking at the, what's the best situation. He's already said that, yeah, he, he kind of – misses it and that he would, would, would like to see, you know, get back and he misses the team aspect of it. So, yeah, my opinion is I do believe he will be back in coaching next year, if not very soon. Mike, we really appreciate you coming on today. Have a good call tonight. Saints and Ravens on Monday Night Football, my friend. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks all a lot, right. Mike. Speak to you down the road. Mike Haas, the play-by-play voice, second year for the Saints down in New Orleans. We'll take a time out here. First, though, we want to tell you we're brought to you by the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants, inviting you to support Toys for Tots this coming Saturday, November 12th. Donate a new toy at any of their 13 Stuff the Truck locations and receive a free sandwich offer card as a thank you. For more info, visit pressboxonline.com slash toy drive. Also, online sports betting will be starting in Maryland the next few weeks. PressBox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. That's a good offer. It is a good offer. The $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo you will get when they go live. Just go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now to get $100 uh, for a FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. And coming soon... The all-new Ginsu Kumado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all kinds of food. Get the details and reserve yours today at ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE to get $100 off your order. When we return, one of the nicest Orioles to ever cover, Jerry Hairston Jr., will join us. We'll talk about Dusty Baker, the World Series, his time playing for Dusty Baker, and what he's doing now when we return. 
Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you will also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash toy drive. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face back at you here gary stein along with stan the fan griffin bass also with us as we continue glenn clark radio here on a monday morning what's today's date the 7th the 8th of November? I don't know. I think it's the 7th, actually. Hey, Griffin, make sure Stan's potted up, because I can't, I don't know, maybe not here. It's the 7th. It's the 7th. Yeah. 7th. All right. Are we good tomorrow's to go? Tomorrow's voting day. Uh, we will talk to Jerry Harrison in about two or three minutes. Okay? Gotcha. Yes. Voting okay. day tomorrow. Tomorrow's Tuesday. the 8th. That's Tuesday. right. Tuesday yes. the 8th. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> Thank God it's tomorrow already. I, can, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all we've been hearing about for the last six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go ahead and make some decisions as far as that goes. Yeah. Hey, uh, so now that we've concluded with Mike Haas, what do, what do you think about the Ravens tonight against the Saints? It's a, you know, without Andrews and without um, 
without Andrews and without likely Gus Edwards is not going to play. No, I think he's already out. He's already out. He's out. I didn't see it listed as out, but it was doubtful yesterday. So it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, This is a game. If Lamar wants to be paid, what he wants to be paid for, this is a game he needs to win for his team. You know. Because they're down two key players. I totally agree with that, and I think that um, it is going to be a tough game. I think the Saints' defense rose to the occasion last week against the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are that great, by the way, but still. they're not. But still, to shut out a team that's got uh, Carr and Devontae Adams and a pretty good running back in Josh Jacobs, I don't think the Raiders ran a play past midfield until maybe the second-to-last play of the game or something like that last week. That's pretty impressive. So uh, I do think the matchups uh, favor the Ravens, but those injuries will definitely affect that game tonight. You know, it's fascinating. Josh Danielson, the head coach of the – you know, he had one shot at being a head coach with the Denver Broncos, didn't have a great ideal quarterback situation. Uh, He doesn't again. Uh, I I think he's got a tough – they have a tough decision to make, in my opinion. I don't think Derek Carr is is the guy. You know, he's up and down. He's, he's very inconsistent. The fact that he couldn't put together one more drive in that game to get three or seven points, they were ahead, what, 20 to 10? And they lost, I think, 27 to 20? Yeah, something like yeah, that. I mean, yeah. he didn't put up a point in the second half. And Adams had such a huge first half, he yep. was basically not heard about in the second half. That's yeah. right. That, that that was another big game I wanted to talk about. Yeah. The Jags coming back and beating the Raiders. You know, that's something I'll tell you. It, it, it really is. I know Ravens fans have seen it firsthand, fourth quarter comebacks against the Ravens. But if you look around the league this year. There's more of them. So many more comebacks that I ever remember from double digits in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. or late in the third, 13, 14, sometimes 17 points. Even last night, and it wasn't a shock that Kansas City came back and beat Tennessee. That was an eight-point deficit. But t- Tennessee's defense was lights out all night long until that big last drive yeah. by Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. It turned out they were on the field so much because of uh, the quarterback, Will. Uh, what's his name, Marcus? Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Um, I'll get him. I'll get him right. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Maybe tomorrow. Malik Willis. You know what? We can practice during the break. I will. Okay. Malik. 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 M-A-L-I-K. Very good. Malik. Okay. Yeah. Nobody uh, said he you was so in, He was so ineffectual uh, last night. Just awful. Yeah. Five for 16, 80 yards. And he, even more than just five for 16, there were a couple of times where they'd roll him out so he's got the option. Too quickly, he, he, went, he went to the run. Right. You know, he didn't really... He wasn't patient at all. But, he, look, it's only his second yeah, game. Right. You know? The speed of the game uh, picks you up, especially on the road. Absolutely. You know? In Kansas City, no no, no less. Yeah. On a Sunday night. Yeah. Griffin Bass, what do you got over there? Uh, waiting for Jerry to call us back. Okay. You know, he, he was uh, he was in the middle of a little something. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Jerry in a couple of minutes. It's three hours earlier over yeah. there. Are you sure we should have called him at 1040 in the morning? I mean, yeah, he was 740 there. He's in L.A., right? He's in L.A. I believe so, yeah. 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 You know, they or don't Phoenix get up early out there. What a life he's got. The only person I know that gets up early out there is my daughter. And the reason why is because she lives on the West Coast. But she, she works, works in East Coast. Company. Correct. She works in East Coast schedule. So what she... Gets up at like four. She gets up at four thirty, wow. which is seven thirty our time. Wow. She starts working at five a.m. 
and then she's done working at 1 p.m. her time. Oh, now you're and talking. And she's got the rest of her day. So I, I have a friend living out in L.A. right now, and uh, so I offered him a trade yesterday morning mm-hmm. where I was going to send him Justin Fields for like just like a backup running back, just you know help help anchor my bench. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know he didn't wake up until after the game started. So you so you played Fields? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I well I actually didn't play Fields because I have Geno Smith, so I played Geno Smith. I, it, it's okay because I won. Yeah. But either way, he could have had Justin Fields. Who you know had, had an a unbelievable forty-point game yes, yesterday? Yes, he fantasy. did. Uh, and then so then uh, you know after the games had started, he texted me back. He's like, "Hey, is that offer still on the table?" And I was like, no, I don't. I don't well, actually, so. the price has just gone up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I could still move him, just not for the original price. That kid is a terrific talent. Justin he, Fields. He really is. I think he's got to become a better passer. You know, yeah, which no question. Hopefully, he will. But as far as running the football and creating havoc on the field, he Boy. really is. I, I like that coach. Uh, the Bears head coach? Yeah, the Bears head coach. Oh, God, I wish Is that I Eberfluss? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Eberfluss. Yeah. Eberfluss. Yeah, Eberfluss. You know, there's a – We can practice. You know, there's a um, – every year in the NFL, there's like eight or nine new coaches, you know. Yeah. But the names that are coming up now in, in this, you know, over the last couple yeah. years are so unfamiliar to me. It's Siri, hard. Sirianni. Sirianni, you know, Brandon. Arthur Smith. Yeah, Brandon Staley. I know he's been there for a couple right. of years, but like, who are these guys? You know, yeah. back in the day, yeah, it was you know, you Landry, knew. Landry, well, 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 back, okay, those Shula. days. Right, but I'm saying later on, I'm saying when the Sean Paytons of the world came up, you know. Andy Reid. Yeah, like, for instance, who's the head Brian coach of the Bullock. Dolphins? Do, do you know who the head coach of the Dolphins Mike is? Mike McDonald. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's Mike McDaniel. Isn't Mike McDaniel. Mike yeah. McDaniel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike McDonald is the Ravens defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. But they're close. Yeah. You know, it's close. close. Those guys are I gotta, I, I'll work on it. Please. Yeah. You want to practice in the break? Yeah. Okay. yeah. We'll practice. Patrick Ricard. <laughs> anyway. Actually, the Ravens used to have a fullback whose name was Ricard. Alan Ricard. That's right. And it was Alan pronounced Ricard. that way. That's right. Right. That's right. You know, speaking of that, the Ravens have had some fullbacks. Right. You know, Sam Gash. Vontae Leach. Yeah. I mean, these guys are like best in class. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, even even Alan Ricard for a while was yeah. pretty good. But now they got Patrick Ricard. Well, or Patrick R- R- Ricard. You right. Know, either way. Right. We, all right. We got him. They call him that down in uh, in New Orleans. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So, we're, hey, we're going to switch our uh, focus here from Monday Night Football to the World Series and the baseball in general. Of course, that concluded last night, the Astros over the Phillies in six games. Joining us now from Spectrum Sportsnet in Los Angeles. Uh, one of our favorite Orioles, his time back here, back in the early 2000s, Jerry Harrison Jr., who played under Dusty Baker back in 2008 as a member of the Cincinnati Reds. Jerry, how are you? You're up with Gary Stein, Stan the Fan, and Griffin Bass. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing good. Thank you. So, hey, I just wanted to get your thought real quick, and I know you're three hours behind us, so uh, good morning to you. Um, <laughs> just, just overall, uh Astros now two World Series wins in five years. What about that franchise? What about they did? What about what they did this year? Well, I don't know if it's two World Series. I mean, technically, you could say two. Uh, <laughs> this one obviously is legit, uh, without question. Obviously, the 2017. I think everybody's in agreement that that was uh, a little bit tainted. Uh, even a couple of players that played on that team feel uh, that in 2017, when they won, they can't really wear their rings proudly. Uh, that being said, uh, they're legit champions, no question about it. You know, when you have Dusty Baker as your manager there, uh, he does everything right. Uh, he's probably the, arguably the most respected man in all of baseball. Uh, so they are an incredible team, uh, well-coached, well-managed. Uh, they play the game the right way. 
uh, and they pitched, man. They were outstanding uh, from the starters to their bullpen, lights out bullpen, and they got the hits when they needed it. That kid, Pena, Jeremy Pena, their shortstop, yep. very similar to me to Derek Jeter. Just the way he carries himself, poised at a young age, uh, gets uh, big hits uh, when they need it, and he's excellent, def- uh, excellent defensively. So uh, uh, Houston Astros were the best team in all of baseball, uh, and, and they showed it in, in the postseason. Jerry, long time no talk to Stan the fan. It's great to great to be talking to you. Um, wanted to ask you about Pena. Um, it's no accident that the Astros let Carlos Correa go, and this kid. They said we got. Ah, we'll we'll plug this guy in. They kind of knew what they had, didn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you know the biggest thing is you know everybody talks about big market teams. Uh, sure, money does help, but you have to have <laughs> good young players yep. in your system. You know, when you look at uh, you know the last fifty years, I would look at the Yankees in in the late nineties, early two thousands. The reason why they were so successful is because they had guys coming through their system. They had Derek Jeter, Posada, Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera. Uh, they had a great nucleus of young players, and then they added guys like you know Clem, uh, to the mix. Uh, to help out their your young core, so you have to have a great farm system. You have to be able to draft well. You have to be able to uh, develop well. And certainly, the Astros have done that uh, with that that Correa. They have now moved on, and now you have a guy like Pena, who yeah. who is a superstar yep. already in his rookie year. Won a Gold Glove, ALCS MVP, and now World Series MVP. And he's got great makeup, great poise. Uh, grew up around the game. Uh, and it's so important to have guys coming through your farm system. And the Baltimore Orioles are doing that. Yeah. You know, now they're doing that. You have to be able to develop your own guys. And then when you, you're ready to win, then you go out there and, and get the pieces you need. Jerry, um, everybody knows how popular Dusty Baker is with players, with management throughout all of his years in baseball. You played for him. Uh, it's not a question that he is popular or beloved, but why do you think he's so beloved by other players? Uh, because, well, he, he takes account of you personally. He wants to get to know you, and it's genuine. It's not one of those things where, hey, how's your day, and then moves on to the yeah. next guy. It's not like that at all. He really takes a, a genuine interest in your family, in, in you personally, and he is probably uh, uh, the most prepared guy I've ever been around. I played for Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter is right there as being prepared. Um, but I, I'd go in, in Dusty's office, and he'd have a weak game plan already. You know, this series, the next series, and the following series, who he wants to play, who he's going to have as far as not only the starters, but also the guys that uh, will be in the mix to play. If it's, if it's 10 games, you know, a guy like myself who played center field, shortstop, second, he'd say, hey, on Tuesday you're going to be playing shortstop. On Thursday you're playing center field. And that weekend, Friday or Saturday, I'll have you play either third or back to short. So just be ready. He'd have everything mapped out. Now, if, now obviously, you know, guys get injured, guys get hurt, and then he's able to adjust. But he always made sure that his players uh, had the opportunity to prepare. And Dusty is probably the most prepared manager I ever played for. Uh, he genuinely cares. Incredible baseball man. And, you know, if you look at his career, yes, up until this point, he never won the World Series. But he took teams that had no chance. Yeah. You know, it came out of nowhere and got into the postseason and had an opportunity to, to, to be in the World Series. You know, so 
just a tremendous human being, and I am so happy for him. So, Jerry, let me stay with Dusty Baker for a minute. Before you played for him in 2008, were you aware of his greatness? Well, I actually played for him before that. I played for him for the Cubs in 2005. I remember okay. when I got traded over from, yeah, from the, Baltimore? From the Orioles. Yep. 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 From the Orioles. It was, it was a straight power-for-power power trade. I went over to Chicago, <laughs> and then Sammy Sosa came over to the Baltimore. I mean, I'm, I, I, I let Sammy Sosa know that all the time. You know, So uh, I got a chance to play for Dusty in Chicago. Uh, and you know, we had a very talented team with the Cubs, but we were always injured. You know, we had, you know, Kerry Wood, you know, unfortunately he ran into some injuries. Mark Pryor, Mm. uh, our whole staff was hurt. And if we were healthy, you know, we would have won. You know, I thought we had team in the makeup. But, you know, Dusty never made excuses. He always put us in in the best possible positions to succeed, even with the the plethora of injuries we had with Chicago. So I knew then, when I went back to Cincinnati, uh, that he was the right man for the job with Cincinnati. He led them to the postseason. Even though they had a young core, Joey Votto at the time, uh, Brandon Phillips, Jay, Jay Bruce, uh, he taught them how to play the game the right way. And then when they were getting ready to win, they fired him. <laughs> Are you right. kidding me? Crazy. And the same thing with the Washington Nationals. They had, he had, a, they had a young core. You know, uh, They were getting ready to win. As soon as they get ready to win, they, 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 they let him go, which was ridiculous to me. And then they finally won a World Series. But Dusty would have let them do a championship. Yeah. You know, so... I'm just so happy that he got an opportunity uh, to to win a title, uh, and without question, now he will go in as a Hall of Famer. And I know all a lot of guys that have played for him uh, throughout Major League Baseball. You know, last. 30 years, they're so happy for Dusty. So, Jerry, one more question on your relationship with him, and then I'm, then I'm going to turn it over to Stan the Fan. But, you know, uh, everybody knows your story, you know, as far as your bloodlines in baseball is concerned. Your dad, of course, was a major league player. Your grandfather, if I'm not mistaken. Dusty Baker's tenure in the game has gone back since the 1960s. He's been involved in major league baseball for the, the last 40 to 50 years. He played with Hank, with Hank Aaron. He was part of the civil rights movement, etc. Do you think yes. that you have have like more of a personal connection with him because of your your connections to the game uh well i'm going to tell you something personally well first of all anytime a guy that party with Jimi hendrix uh, who hung <laughs> out with hank, hank aaron yeah was on deck when hank aaron hit that home run sure. to, to eclipse babe ruth um and and uh, knows all types of people throughout walks of life just a, a cool dude but me personally i'm gonna tell you guys something uh, I had a miserable 2006 and 2007. I, I had a broken rib in my back. I didn't know that for two years. I just terrible two, two seasons. Uh, I didn't have a job. I was in the movie theater uh, spring training. I think it was March 8th. Spring training in 2008. And I was finally healthy. Couldn't get a job. Couldn't get a job. Dusty Baker sends me a text. I was in the movie theater during the day in Arizona. What movie? He goes, hey, what movie not, were you seeing? You know what? I, I you know what? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I just remember it, I, I went by myself yep. because I couldn't watch spring training games. You know, I, I, it was during the day. It was probably like one, two in the afternoon. My kids were in school. I went by myself. Dusty sends me a text. He goes, hey, you're not with the team? He goes, can you call me? I ran out of the movie theater. I said, hey, what's going on? He goes, hey, Alex Gonzalez just blew out his knee. We need an infielder. Can you can you get here in, in Sarasota, Florida, in three or four days? I go. I will be there tonight. Mm. I you know I went home, packed, and I was on the next thing smoking. Got to Sarasota, and I I thought my career was was done. I was thinking about playing independent ball, making my way back. I don't have a second half of my career 
probably if Dusty Baker doesn't call me. That's right. Uh, I owe I owe the second half. I don't. I'm not. Wow. I'm, I'm out on the '09 Yankees. I ended up hitting 326 that year in 2008 uh, when when Dusty gave me another chance, and I made sure I'm healthy. Finally, it took me four or five years. I'm finally healthy. I'm going to make sure I take make the most out of this opportunity. And I thank Dusty Baker every time I see him. Every time we played against his teams, I send him a bottle of wine, and I tell my kids, uh, "Your college tuition is paid for because of Dusty Baker." <laughs> you know, so. Uh, D- Dusty Baker, I love that man, and he's just he's just an incredible person. Hey, Jerry, I-, I know you don't remember the movie, but did you stay till the end of the movie, or did you have to scoot right out no, of the no. theater? No, no, I-, I don't. I don't remember that movie. And you know what? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you know, I- we we end up making our own movie. We won the World Series in '09. Mm-hmm. I was able to play uh, six more years hey, in the big leagues. Hey, I know it's early in the morning out there, but you heard about the big contract the Mets gave to, uh, Diaz, Edward Diaz, their, their relief pitcher, five years, $102 million. Uh, it takes the relief pitcher, the closer role, and it makes it into a, tw- a 20 million plus. Where will the Dodgers play in that market, uh, now? Well, uh, the one thing I know, the Dodgers have always been aggressive, whether it's via trades, whether it's at the deadline. Uh, so I'm not really worried about the Dodgers. They've always made sure that every time they take the field, whether it's opening day or after the trade deadline, they have a team to complete to compete for a championship. And uh, make no mistake, the, the, the Mets owner, Mr. Cohen, yeah. uh, he's got some funds. <laughs> he's got a little bit of coin. So I think he's going to use those funds to – to not only get who signed Diaz, you know, yesterday. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they're going to make a run at a couple more players. Do you think they re-signed Jacob Degrom? Uh, I, I think they have a great opportunity to. I, I know Jacob is, loves New York. Uh, he's had success there. I'm sure that he will entertain Mr. Cohen's offer. But but there's a lot of owners that are aggressive. I know yeah. the Texas Ranger owner who was aggressive last offseason. He really wants a winner there. Uh, the Giants are going to be aggressive. The Dodgers will be aggressive. There are going to be a lot of teams yeah. out there buying for a lot of players. Talking to Jerry Hairston Jr., 16 years in the major leagues. A few of them, actually the first few with the Baltimore Orioles, of course. Now he's an analyst, a baseball analyst for um, Spectrum, Spectrum Sportsnet. Sportsnet in Los Angeles. Jerry, I wanted to ask you a question about the playoff format, and I know Major League Baseball did a lot this year to kind of enhance it, adding a team to the postseason, making that first round best of three as opposed to just a one-game playoff. But the fact of the matter is the Dodgers were the best team in baseball over 162 games this year. They had one of the best seasons ever in Dodger history and were bounced out early. The best, yeah. Yes. So I'm just wondering from your perspective and maybe the Dodgers' perspective, I'm not saying there's bitterness over that or whatever, but is there any talk at all, like a sense of fairness, that a team goes what they did over 162 and they get and then get gets bounced out quickly like that. Well, I mean, listen, nothing's going to be perfect. You got to understand this is what the players and this is what Major League Baseball agreed to. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but after watching it just yeah. as a whole, um, you know, I like I like it. It's intense. It's better than the one game playoff. Yeah, much you know, it's certainly better is. than one game playoff. So nothing's going to be perfect. Bottom line is, guys, Dodgers didn't play well. The players said that. They admitted it. You know, they had a hard time hitting with runners in scoring position. And, you know, the regular season, I don't care how many games you win, it's a different game in the postseason. You have to be able to make adjustments on the fly. You know, talent can really – you can overwhelm teams with talent throughout a a course of an entire season. 
that if you have a five-game playoff, seven-game playoff, you better be able to make adjustments on the fly. And the Dodgers have admitted they, they just didn't do it uh, this year. And hopefully they make their adjustments uh, and come uh, next season and be ready to go next postseason. Jerry, I got two more questions for you. One is, Guys, I, I, I really got to run, though. I really got to run. All right, then I'll make it one, okay. can, one question. One question, yeah. One Just, question. Justin Turner, will the Dodgers uh, pick up his option? Because I'm interested. Gotta in, hope so. I'm interested in him here in Baltimore. Well, a lot of teams are going to be interested in Justin Turner. Yeah. Uh, I hope he is back with the Dodgers. He's an LA kid, SoCal kid. Uh, he looks great in Dodger blue. I'm hoping they come to some kind of an agreement and he'll be back in, in Dodger blue. All right, Sounds Jerry. Good, thank Jerry. you thank very you much. So much. Jerry Harrison, former Oriole and played for Dusty Baker on a couple occasions now, it turns out. And that story about the movie theater. Awesome. A fantastic story. Played for him in 2005 and 2008. 05, he was with the Cubs. 08, he was with the Cincinnati Reds. Glory Days Grill has 699 apps every night after 9 p.m., like the mozzarella sticks, the buffalo chicken dip, and their incredible smoky thigh wings. They got chowder, too. They They got chowder. Plus, the Oktoberfest menu is still available, even though we're in the month of November, including the Chicken schnitzel, one of my favorites, by the way. My mom used to make schnitzel all the time. And the Bavarian burger on the pretzel bun. So get your order in now at glorydaysgrill.com. That's Glory Days Grill. Great food, great sport. Did they call it Mama Stein's schnitzel? They absolutely did. Yeah. Have, to, have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery yet, Stanley, by the way? No, I'm not. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you. It's located in Baltimore Station North neighborhood. Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew model with their great handcrafted micro brews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. John Guilford, join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. Get it? Yeah. Yappy hour with your dog? I don't get it. I'll explain later when we practice uh, Patrick Ricard. They even have free <laughs> valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. That's Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. And don't forget to come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college park and how he plans to get the program turned around also inside we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and bo smoker profiles ravens receiver devin duvernay press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition.
edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bataround with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. Hey, the latest edition of Press Box is available now on the cover. New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area, and Bo Smoko profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for uh, free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens and Terps, at PressBoxOnline.com. Speaking of Stan the Fan, my partner here in crime, he's got two great shows for you every week. Every Monday night, Stan and former Orioles pitcher Russ, Ross Grimsley Visit with a different guest from the world of baseball, and every Thursday night, myself and Stan chat with a different newsmaker from the world of sports. Last week, Stan and Ross were joined by former Oriole-turned-Giants instructor Shane Turner. Stan and I caught up with Ravens Vault podcast host Sarah Ellison. You can find these shows under the Videos tab at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or at PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Stanley, tonight, Monday night, you're with Ross, and your guest is? Dave Tremblay, former Orioles uh, manager and we'll talk with him and maybe find out if how well he knows Dusty Baker. Sounds good. Uh, it looks like our Thursday night uh, Zoom this week is being moved to Wednesday night. Danny Black, sports collector extraordinaire, uh, will talk to us about the world of collecting. 
7 o'clock Facebook Live on Wednesday night, hopefully this week. Also, the Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com. That's B-U-Y-A Toyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, November 15th. Not this week, but next at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. Tyus and a special guest will join Rita Syrita and Glenn, this is your opportunity to meet Baltimore football stars while getting the inside scoop on the purple and black. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights memorabilia brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Grill. Find out more at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. And if you happen to miss a Tyus Bowser show, you can check it out Friday nights throughout the season on 105.7 The Fan. Where are they going to be uh, next week? Mother's oh, North Mother. in Timonium. Timonium. Uh, what, day, Road. what day is that, though? Tuesday. Tuesday. This is Tuesday the 15th, so the, a week from week tomorrow from night. Tomorrow. And then apparently the rebroadcast. Yeah, re- I'm try re- and get out there. Rebroadcast on Friday night on 105.7 The Fan. Yeah. All right, 11.30, we've got Jeremy Kahn to talk about his picks over the weekend and just sports in general. Until that time, Stan, let's localize it a little bit, talk a little Maryland football, talk a little high school football here with our producer, Griffin Bass. Let's start with Maryland first. Not a very inspiring performance in the rain and wind in Wisconsin. They lose to the Badgers 23-10. Nah, it might be one of the worst games that, uh, you know, when, when, you t- when you rate games under an era, you know, and it's not a particularly long era. And Mike Loxley's been the head man at Maryland. You got to, you know, when you play an Ohio State or a Michigan and they beat you, you know, 54 to 10, it's not that surprising or disappointing. This was a winnable game against a Wisconsin team that is not a great team. They're 4-4 four and four this year going into that game. And Maryland just was never in the ball game. Now, I do not know the ins and outs of Wisconsin football well enough to know if this is impacted by Jimmy Leonard. Remember Jim Leonard played sure, for, played the, for Bills the Ravens and the, Bills. And, the, and the Bills? He's their interim head coach, uh, and it looks like he intends to keep that job. He could be a guy that's there for 15 years, 20 years. He played there, you know, at Wisconsin. They they look much the better team Saturday Um you know, and now Maryland, it bucks up against a really tough game at Penn State this week. And, of course, against Ohio State the following week. And, you know, my takeaway from the game, and granted, I'm full disclosure, I didn't watch most of the game, just followed it, et cetera, obviously read the accounts, uh, saw the Mike Loxley press conference after the game. You know, look, it's the toughest division in sports and probably the toughest conference in sports, the SEC, of course, right up there as well. But my point is that they're, they're better they're moving in the right direction, yeah. but they're just not ready yet for prime time. And it's difficult to get to prime time when you've got Ohio State, Michigan, sometimes Michigan State, sometimes Penn State well, in that division. Well, the way you incrementally do it is by always winning, almost always winning games against winnable competition. And that was what they played on Saturday. And they just didn't show up at all. You know, and also the other thing, Stan, is, you know, to, uh, the game that we went to uh, was the, what was it, the Northwestern? No, it wasn't the Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, it was the, the Northwestern, Northwestern game. And then after that, he got hurt. I'm talking about uh, Talia Tungalai No, we Molo. went to the Purdue game. Oh, that's right. We went to the Purdue game. 
Uh, I'm talking about uh, Talia. He got hurt after that. Yeah. I'm not sure he's 100% at this point. You know, they went with the freshman after that, and he had a couple, you know, good right. games, et cetera. So we'll, we'll, we'll watch that situation. But this is a big game coming up against Penn State. Yeah, they it's, need to play a respectable game. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a winnable game. I think Penn State's a, a pretty good football team, but they're not, you know, the we are Penn State of the past. This is a winnable game if they come up and they show up for the game. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, uh, more local. Let's get to some high school football, high school sports. We've got Griffin Bass here, our producer, who's the play-by-play voice, along with Miles Goodman for Concordia Prep in Baltimore County, B Conference in the MIAA. Uh, they uh, had a big win over the weekend. Who, who was it? Um, they had uh, they beat Mount, Mount Carmel. Mount beat- Carmel uh, in their first season in the B Conference, coming up from the C. Uh, but, you know, some they're trying to build a program there the, uh, under uh, Courtney Bridget Jr., another young head coach in his first season. Um, but a yeah, a couple first-year head coaches in the B conference. Um, as like every team's kind of trying to. Uh, it seems like every team's kind of trying to follow the mold that Concordia kind of set with uh, Coach Joe Battaglia. Um, you know, a younger coach. At, you, we see it with Boys Latin now is they're kind of they're ushering in uh, Tony Renato to be to take over for Richie Shell. Uh, but Troy Gibson just had his first season with St. Paul's. Uh, Courtney Bridget Jr. with Mount Carmel, and then Renato will be in his first season with Boys Latin ne- most likely next year. Uh, they, they haven't made it official yet, but uh, it seems like he was getting groomed to take over in that job. Uh, but everyone's kind of, you know, trying to chase what uh, Concordia's done. But, you know, a lot of credit's got to be given to St. Mary's, too. St. Mary's, is they went undefeated this season in the in the regular season and in conference play with under uh, Jason Coach Jason Badroni. He had a couple championships uh, in the tw- in like 2016 and 17, I think, or maybe it was 17, 18, and they were runner-ups runner, runner, up, runner ups in 19. Um, but they are undefeated. They're looking to probably get try, try and knock off Concordia uh, for the defending B-Conference champions. But hey, Gary and I have known John Battaglia for uh, – Joe Battaglia for a good while. Mm-hmm. And I his know dad, him so course. well. Yeah, yeah. Buzz, yeah, of course, his dad, Buzz, 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 you know his Battaglia. name. Yeah. Right, Joe, John, but, whatever. But Joe Battaglia <laughs> – um, I always thought he was capable. I mean, the guy was as really dedicated to football. It's his life. When you when you are with him or around him, and he's talking football, what what stands out about him to you? Because uh, I, he's doing an amazing job. Yeah, I mean, you can tell he really, really cares about about all the kids, all the boys. Um, I think. I mean, it's probably the perfect spot for him because he he bounced around at some college at some colleges. He was at the Naval Academy, um, and I think he's you know taking everything he learned from that, and he's a, a, been a, he's applied it you know masterfully at Concordia. I mean, a, a, in his first full season, won a conference championship, yep. and is poised. He's ready to make another run. They're the two seed this year. Um, their only loss was to St. Mary's, so they'll have they'll, they'll have uh, if you know of course they got to get they have Curly this weekend in the first round of the playoffs. Um, so of course, if if they're able to take care of Curly and the and the Friars, uh, then um, then they'll most likely be playing St. Mary's. St. Mary's will have uh, John Carroll uh, down in Annapolis this weekend for their first for their first round, and then the, the winner of those two games will meet in the championship. But you know, it seemed they they have they have a bit of a revenge story. You know, if they're able to take care of uh, everything this weekend, so it, it, it's it's exciting times in the in the MIAA. I think so. So what uh, what date and time is the game? Uh, they play at noon this Saturday, Saturday at Concordia Prep here in Towson, off mm-hmm. of uh, off of Concordia Drive, right off of Lock Raven, actually. So one of the questions that we asked uh, Joe on our podcast the other night was, um, 
B conference football versus A conference football, you know, for years, the Gilmans, the McDonough's, the Mount St. Joe's, you know, the big A conference teams, they were just dominant teams, you know, Gilman, especially under Bip Pogey, and even before that under Sherm Bristow, which I don't, I know you don't even know who that is. But um, it, it seems like today, you know, B conference, I wouldn't say routinely, but B conference teams beat A conference teams, you know, and I don't know how many A conference teams you've watched, you know, the Gilmans, the Mount St. Joe's of the world, et cetera. But I mean, I, I do think that the talent gap and the knowledge gap between the B and the A have narrowed dramatically over time. Yeah, it's much more competitive this year, uh, pr- probably more than ever. Again, I, you know, I don't, I can't say I have the greatest knowledge of the, of the past, but I think it's, it's, been so much more competitive uh concordia has a win a dominant win over mcdonough earlier this year mm-hmm. they played gilman who wore who came in coming into the season there they i think they, they missed the uh, a conference playoffs gilman did uh, but they came in as one of the you know top ranked schools in the state and uh and concordia had them in the first week in in a game that they that when you talk to everyone on the concordia staff they thought they they think they should have had that one um so so, uh, but but that they took Gilman to overtime and then uh, and ended up losing by a touchdown in overtime. But that was a really good game that they that Concordia played against Gilman. Um, I know I think Curly had a win over an A conference opponent. I th- uh, let's see, uh, St. Mary's beat Loyola earlier this year. Um, but yeah, just so much. I mean, even last year, Loyola typically an A conference team. They're up back in the A this year. Who is who? Uh, Concordia beat last year in the B conference championship. And then, and then you see Loyola come back for the Turkey Bowl last year, and they beat Calvert Hall. Calvert Hall won the A Conference. So it's just, you know, it seems like there's a lot more uh, parity across, uh, across the MIAA as a whole, uh, which I think is really good for high school football as, yeah. as a whole as well. And then, of course, you got St. Francis, in the, mm-hmm. but they're going off in a completely different direction, being a, yeah. literally like a college prep school right. you know, for right. football and playing a national schedule, et cetera. I saw them on TV a couple times already this year. But, yeah, that's a whole other story. You know, for one thing. Day. One thing about Concordia, whether they win or lose, their broadcasts are some of the best in <laughs> high school football in the state. And that's in a, the entire know, state. And, and, and you have to give Miles Goodman a lot of credit for that. You know what I mean? Well, Miles set the whole broadcast thing up. Yeah, Griffin, you, um, you got any thought on yeah, that? Yeah, AC Sports uh, is, is uh, who puts on all the games. Yeah, uh, with John Miller. Speaking of that, I, I wanted to. I, I got to talk to John Miller because when I was okay, so. I went to go see Griffin and Miles the other night, Friday night, when they played or when they broadcast the BL St. Paul's game, and I met John Miller, mm-hmm. who's the brains behind the operation. Right. I think I know John Miller from somewhere, but I just can't put my finger on it. I'd like to talk to him about just like where he's been in the past, so and maybe we can connect. stab Griffin in the back. No, <laughs> not at all. I yeah. just, he looks familiar to me, and I just yeah, Friday I nights is it. not a night that you're busy right now. Well, that's true, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, Watch him, Griffin. Watch <laughs> I'm trying him. to think of where John. I mean, John's just always he his his daughter goes to the school, and that's why he's got yeah, super involved. Um, but he, yeah, he's uh, he's been great putting. You know, he puts he just he puts me and Miles in a position to you know make it to 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 make everything. Uh, you know, make it a great to broadcast magic, stand. Yeah, to make magic. I guess so. If you want to call it magic, yeah, I hope so. Good. I hope so. But yeah, trying to you know just publicize these kids give them uh you know what the the attention that they that they deserve and it's been a lot of fun I've well i tell you happy to be a part of it you know when i first started my career and stan i know that you know this because you helped me get the gig i think i i did a i did a weekly talk show on cable channel 44 yep which I didn't, eventually I didn't want the show you didn't want the show and that eventually morphed into griffin you'll find this interesting 
local high school and college football play-by-play. Mm. We did the high school game of the week, uh, and there was city schools for the most part, the Dunbars, the Southerns of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Walbrook had a good basketball program back then. We also did Gilman McDonough one year. Um, but and that Walbrook's big start? Devin? Uh, oh, oh God, man. I can't think. He played at Towson. Devin Boyd? Devin Boyd, Devin exactly Boyd. right. De- Devin Great Boyd. Um, I and pronounced so, his name right. Too. Yeah, well, you know, there's always a first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so we did high. So my point is, we did high school football 30 years ago, but it wasn't like today. You know, there wasn't social media. There wasn't really the cable. Well, there was cable, but you know, it's not like it's like it's like not rare anymore for high school football to be on. Because the technology has changed mm-hmm. so much, it's not as expensive. Exactly. To do it. Yeah. Going, I mean, going into what you said about social media, it's. Every like every single school, all the high schools have like an, a kid running the social media team right. with a camera out there shooting highlights, and they put together really great stuff. That uh, you know, just look at all those opportunities out there for you to show these teams, share these teams. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. So, but it's really exciting. I think uh, for for our, for high for high, local high school sports. You know, speaking of that, it reminds me of a story. I'll never forget this. It was, and I know you know Bill Spots. He used to have the Charm sure. City Classic, so he had that at Towson for a number of years. That that one year, okay, was nineteen whatever it was, ninety three, ninety four. <clears throat> he had the number one and number two teams in the country. Yep. It was uh, St. Anthony's of New Jersey under Bobby Hurley, yep. and Dunbar under Pete Pompey. Right. At at one time or another on the court, you had you had ten starters, five of five. Eight of the ten eventually played, played the major. Well, no, oh, major, major college, college basketball, basketball, and I think three or four of them made it to the NBA. Johnny Holiday did the play by play. Mm-hmm. With Jap Trimble was the color guy, uh, Jap. and I was, I was the sideline the reporter. Yeah. and it was and the place was packed. Yeah. five thousand at the Old Towson Center. Yeah. A lot of New Jersey fans coming down for that game. Obviously, wow. a lot of Baltimore Dunbar fans. I mean, it was a professional atmosphere, and that yeah. was that was kind of exciting like stuff. Very exciting stuff. stuff. Yeah. So hopefully, so, that can get recreated. So everybody understands the context. This is a little bit like the Jerry Hairston story. Griffin got his start in broadcasting with me, but it was through you. We've already mentioned it on the air. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we have. That's yeah. all right. We'll, That's all right. We'll, we'll go over that in the uh, okay. in the break. Anyway, uh, 11.30 coming up. We're at 11.24 right now. Six more minutes, and we'll get to Jeremy Kahn talking about his picks of the week and uh, just what's going on in sports in general. Um, yes, he was picking for the Ravens. Are they going to cover? That's, yeah, what, that, do you, what do you think world. about that's that game world. tonight? Yeah. I think Lamar Jackson, as I said, has to win this game for the Ravens, and I think this is a game he does step forward and and win. So you like Ravens. him to cover or like him I just like to him win? I like him to cover. Well, the spread went down to it was two and a half. Point? It went to it. It was two and a half all week long. The Ravens were favored. It's now down to a point and a half. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder what happened there. Well, because um, after Andrews, because, uh, because the Andrews and uh, mm-hmm. Edwards being out, I think know. it's probably a big spot for the defense as well. See them like you know, there's no playmakers really on the rate besides Lamar Jackson, obviously. But there's the, you know not a ton of offensive playmakers active tonight. So and you know, addition of Roquan Smith, I think it's a big spot. See, yeah, I was going to say. Kinda, I mean, I think the defense has some. They can lean on them. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you're a Ravens fan tonight, there are a lot of things to look for. Yeah. And obviously, you know, on offense, you're going to always look at Lamar. You're going to look at Isaiah Likely tonight. You're going to look and see what Devin Duvernay is doing. Okay, but on defense now, all of a we sudden, we got one other player we we haven't mentioned one time is Deshaun Jackson. 
That's true. Does he come true. in? That's a good point. Does, does he, he come, come back and make one or two big plays? That's a good. That's a good question. Yeah. Absolutely. But on defense now, all of a sudden, a position that was really weak yeah. in terms of linebackers now in we general, and pass rushers, and and Roquan. You Smith. got Roquan Smith in the middle, along with Patrick Queen, who's put together three or four good games. Got a lot of speed. Yeah, Roquan Smith should only help that. Yeah. I think so, and um, now you've got, of course, Bowser coming back. You've got um, you've got Owe uh, benefiting from that. You've got Justin Houston who's back and has made an impact. <clears throat> Hopefully, Ojabo can make a debut. Probably not this week, but maybe after the bye. And all of a sudden, now you see some speed, youth, and enthusiasm on that Ravens defense where it wasn't before. Also, another thing: the Ravens have now created a turnover in ten straight games dating back to last year. That was a big problem. That was a big problem last year, early in the se- first half of the season. Because especially. this is a defense that thrives on turning the ball over or taking the ball away, I should say, and giving the offense good field position. So if that can continue, and I think it will with these additions to the defense, you're looking at a totally different Ravens defense in the second half of the year. It's a good point. This is a game that I keep saying Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson and the Ravens defense have to win this game. The Saints – Alvin Kamara's tremendous, no question about it. But they they're not this is not a powerhouse offense that we're facing tonight. Also, I want to say one thing, and this has gone under the radar. Um, Geno Stone, who's oh, now yeah. the starting strong safety, or, I'm sorry, the starting free safety without Marcus Williams in the lineup, has really done a good job. I wouldn't say he's a great player yet or any of that stuff. I w- I'm not going to even say he's going to have a great NFL career because I don't know. But for a second They've or third year. They've coached him up. They've yeah, they, re- up. they really have. And I think he's done a really good job. He's physical. He's fast. And I think what you're seeing is the and beginning the of right a nice place. career. Yeah. Absolutely. And Chuck Clark, I mean, you can't say enough about that guy whose position and tenure on the team was in jeopardy at the beginning of the year, has really stepped up. He's got the green dot, so he doesn't come off the field. And I think he's done a good job being the quarterback of that defense. Is he any relation to Perry Clark? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, he was the editor of the uh, of the Daily Planet. Well, I thought he was the coach of the uh, Memphis uh, no, University Perry, of Memphis. Wasn't in Superman? Wasn't Perry Clark the uh, the? Was it? Was that? Was that uh, publisher? Was that, that was the of publisher. The I don't think I was okay. alive back then. Yeah. yeah, to be honest with you, I'm sort of the Griffin Bass to you. You let's, know, when let's it comes see if to I'm that. right about that. Yeah. Perry Clark dating myself. All right, hey, let's take a quick break here before we get to Jeremy Kahn at 11.30. I want to let you know that online sports betting will be starting in Maryland in the next few weeks. Press Did box. you ever cash your ticket last year yeah, when you eight, won? Eight, $18. Wow. Yeah, Ryan Odom won that game for yeah. me at Utah Valley yeah. or wherever he is, Utah State. Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to pressboxonline.com slash offers. The $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo you'll get when they go live. Just go to pressboxonline.com slash offers <laughs> now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. That's Press Pressboxonline.com slash offers. By the way, yeah, Clark Kent was Superman. Yeah, if Perry White was the publisher, so you got Clark Kent right. and only yeah, you. I, only, I you Clark, yeah. only you. Yeah. Coming soon, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill to sear, <laughs> grill, bake, and smoke all kinds of food. Get the details. Reserve yours today at ginsugrills.com. Use the code tailgate to get one hundred dollars off your order. Back after this with Jeremy Kahn. 
The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you will also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. And welcome back into the Glenn Clark, Glenn Clark Radio Show. I'm Stan the Fan Charles. Gary Stein is uh, co-hosting with me uh, today. Baltimore Ravens have a big game tonight. Uh, you can watch that game on ESPN. And I uh, believe locally it's going to be on Channel 13. Is that right, Gary Stein? 
Well, you know what? That's a good question because, yeah, I guess. They have the right to, I think. The, over the air TV, yeah. The one last week was, was on Channel 2. two this, right. I think, Jay-Z has the game tonight. That's a good uh, call. I'm going to check that out right now, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, oh. and that's Jack, uh, Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman. Uh, yeah, who have I they brought? Have they brought any more excitement to Monday Night Football? Uh, it is on Channel 13, by the yeah. way. Uh, no, I don't think so. Do no. you? I mean, not really. No. I like them a lot better. I like them. I think they're a lot better than the last two or three years of, of the yeah, ESPN least, Monday Night Football yeah. we've had. I mean, I, I enjoy them a lot better. Yeah. Aikman, right. Aikman is is becoming more candid. I find. Oh, uh, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. 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 Do we have them? Yeah. We do. JC, how are you, my man? Man, this is the best that Glenn's ever sounded in, in years. What do you got? Oh, what's going on, guys? Jeremy Kahn, first time I've talked to you in quite a while, my friend. I hope you're doing well, man. It's, it has been a long time. Yeah. Jeremy, I've has. got one big question to ask you before anything else. Who was what's the that? chief editor of the Daily Planet in Jeez. Superman? The, uh, uh, Jonah Jameson. <laughs> close, close. Wait, Very close. Wait, wait a minute. Did you say Jenna or Jonah? Jonah. Jonah. Okay, Jay Jonah. Jay Stanley, Jones. Perry yeah. Clark was the head men's basketball coach at Tulane. Tulane. I, got, I got a whole confusion going on with Perry was Clark. Was it Jay Jonah Jameson? Was that who it was? No, it was he's Perry the, White. He's the Spider-Man. He's the Spider-Man one, Jay Jonah Jameson. Oh, did you say Superman? Yeah, I said Superman. I said... Uh, whatever. Uh, okay. I Jeremy, Superman. Jeremy, I got to tell you something. This has been quite an experience working with Stanley today. It's just... It, it's right. it's It's going to stand out in my mind. You're even giving him the full first name, the Stanley action, which uh, I yeah, can tell you've been frustrated with him then. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Hey, so, Jeremy, what's going on in your world? Uh, big sporting weekend, obviously, NFL, World Series, etc. How did you do with your picks this past weekend? Um, so, I, I, did you guys see Frank Reich just got fired? Too, yeah, so, oh, that's um, true. Yep, wanted to say that, yep. too. I yeah, guess, so, I, guess uh, that ends, I, I guess that ends the Sam Ellinger. Uh, era in, in Indianapolis. Uh, he's so bad. He, oh my God, he's re- like just dreadfully bad. But uh, Friday and Saturday were great for me. Uh, I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday were good days. Sunday, Sunday, I, I lost my lock, which I always considered a crappy week when I lose my lock. My my big thing this weekend was uh, Tennessee getting blown out. That uh, mm. meant Georgia over Tennessee on Saturday and Kansas City blowing out Tennessee. So I felt good initially, and then. I don't know what happened to the offense. I mean, how the hell Pat, Pat Mahomes throws for almost 500 yards and only throws one touchdown pass. But, um, you know, it's just uh, those are the breaks sometimes. And yesterday I had the Bears, which was good. Uh, depending on when you got the Commanders game, you pushed. Uh, so livid over. I had the uh, Raiders over, which finished a point under the mm. total. But if you watch that game, they scored 30, some, was it 30 points in the first half. And then the Raiders just didn't score at all in the second. Um, but overall, it was a really good ten and three on Saturday. Uh, wow. One of my top plays. Um, yeah, so it was a good Saturday. Sunday uh, leaves a lot to be desired. But you know, today college basketball starts. We get, I mean, just a little bit of everything. It's one of the best times of the year with uh, having all these different options to bet on. Jeremy, uh, you've been a better for a long, long time. Always been interested in it. I'm assuming you have friends that are betters as well. Is mm-hmm. this move? where people are going to be able to bet on their devices, on their phones, on their laptops, or on their iPads. Is this a big deal? Is this a game changer in the state for sports betting? 
Absolutely. And Stan, you could have shortened that question by saying you've been a degenerate for a long period of time. He said it's a very pleasant, <laughs> polite way. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, because I'm here on November 21st or at the latest December 1st. And the yeah. thing that I keep telling people that this is actually real and it's happening is that these companies are spending money to advertise now, which you know we're getting really close. Yeah. And I had somebody point out to me that Fandle Sportsbook has Maryland's name on the list of you know, states that you can, when you go to click on it on their front page, as soon as you download the app. Um, so we're getting closer. It's almost there. The technology, it's been here forever, no matter yeah. what they're telling you. But it's an absolute game changer because I think there's a lot of people like me that don't want to take loads of cash into a casino and lay it down or, you know, pick up cash if you win and walk to your car. There's somebody, you know, you're just doing everything on your phone. It's real easy. And and to be honest with you, when I, I, went, um, I went up to Philly and, and I was messing around with it, uh, a little bit when my wife and I went up for anniversary and, um, you know, put some plays in for Saturday. It's just super easy to navigate and do whatever you want. Uh, and then once, once I withdrew some money after I hit, it was right in my account just like that. So, and that's on a weekend. So I'm assuming it's going to change everything. Now, the big difference between like illegal betting and legal betting is the fact that most of the time, you know, for people that were betting with their guy, as I'm doing air quotes, their bookie, if you will, is that you're usually playing with a lot of credit. Now you got to play with cash. You got to start to understand some of the rotation numbers if you walk into a casino and different things like that. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a total game changer for everyone. And I don't know why we weren't doing it. Like New Jersey pulled in uh, so much money their first month of doing it. The numbers are down a little bit, but other states have opened up. So, uh, but, but it's, there's so much money to be made. You know, uh, Jeremy, I don't think, I've had, yeah, Jeremy, I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but do you love sports? Or do you love the fact that you can bet on sports, which makes it even more exciting? It's both, but I, you know, if you ask me right now, I would say my fandom more on the gambling side. Hmm. Um, no, and no and it's weird because, it. like, like so, yeah. For me, people talk to me all the time. Like, I was a Colts fan. I was a Peyton Manning fan. Right, um, right. And I they're remember. like, oh, yeah. So Peyton leaves and goes to Denver, and I pulled for him to get another Super Bowl. But I still kind of like the Colts. And now when I look at it, I don't feel like I have an NFL team. I pull for the Ravens. Because um, I know it's good for business and it's great to talk about, uh, and I like a lot of the players on the team. But ultimately, my money is what does the talking. I've told somebody else if my mom were to get in a fist fight, if I thought the other woman had better odds, I'd bet on her, and I'd pull for my mom to lose. <laughs> She'll have another day to fight, but that's just how it is. And and it it makes it makes even the most like think about all these bad Thursday night and even some of the Monday night games that we've had. It makes it a little bit interesting when you can throw, even if it's 25 bucks, 10 bucks on it, or the people that like to get weird and do these 10-game parlays for a shot to win big, big money. I, I think all that, that matters to a lot of people, and it matters to me. Like, I, I just re- My favorite thing is actually the process of just putting it all together and seeing if I was right or if I was wrong. We're talking with Jeremy Kahn of 105.7 The Fan, the Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy, um, this uh, sports betting um, my first taste of it was when I really, I mean, I, I used to have a bookmaker back when I was about 20 years old and I beat them about 18 out of 19 baseball games in a row when I first started. And then he, I walked up to him and I was betting like 10 or $15. And he mm-hmm. says to me, here's the games you can bet. He like changed the rules on me. I couldn't just pick out any of the 15 games that were being played. I had to I had to pick you know one per, out of three games, but but the thing about <laughs> the the thing about sports betting where it really changed for me was when I started playing fantasy baseball. 
I no longer rooted for teams. I rooted for my team, my players, even if they were playing against the Orioles. Was there a moment in time, I guess it was the Colts for you, where that happened? Yeah, I would say so, and then that's what I realized. You can't bet with your heart, um, yeah. you know. And 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 even still, like a lot of times, Stan, I'll put together my my daily fantasy lineup, yeah. and as I'm getting, you know, matching everything up, I might go look at prop bets and say, well, wait a minute, if I really like uh, whatever, just throw out Pascal Siakam of the Raptors, and I think he's going to have this great game. And by the way, he's out now with an injury, but I think he's going to have this great game. Why wouldn't I go take a look at his? points, rebounds, assist over the total, or if I think he's playing against a team that, that's really bad at offensive and defensive rebounds, why not look at his rebound prop? I mean, they, all these things are, vet, uh, are, are, are available and ready yeah. for you yeah. to bet on. Yeah, and it's weird because like when you first start, I'm still a little old school too where it's just sides and totals, parlays and teasers, and now you know round robins are in effect. People are betting 10-game parlays, same-game parlays with boosters. Um, you know, people that just love to bet the prop bets. I mean, there's sites like Underdog and um, other sites where you can just parlay prop bets together, which uh, if that's your thing, I mean, at least they have something for you. So, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting to see how the game has changed so much. And even people that are in the live betting, which I don't do a ton of, but that's an option where I had somebody text me and hey, is Maryland getting 21 at the half uh, against Wisconsin? I said, no, that's their live number. You know, it's plus 21 and a half because they were down 17 to nothing. But um, you know, there, there are all types of things you can do. So I just find it really interesting. I don't know that anything's changed my fandom. Um, as I tell people, I pull for the Ravens. I think the Orioles are the only team that I really, I don't want to say live and die by. It's such a long season, so it's really hard to hang on to that. But, uh, but you know, and I root for my Mavericks. But if I felt like they were in a bad spot or I didn't like their number, I, you know, I'd play, I'd bet against them. And then I'd hope they'd win by four if they were favored by five. So maybe I'd win twice then. Talking with Jeremy Kahn along with Rob Long and Ed Norris, part of the Big Bad Morning Show on 105.7 The Fan. Jeremy, you you just threw out a name from the Toronto Raptors. I have no idea who it is, and I don't even want to know, to be honest with you. But my question is, you obviously bet on NBA. You obviously bet on the NFL, MLB, college football, etc. And I know you do this show three, four hours a day, five days a week. He's but, not degenerate enough to bet hockey. But my question is, oh, I'm, well, maybe, I'm great in hockey. Yeah, <laughs> okay, right, right. How much time do you spend on a weekly basis doing this? Uh, you know, it, it's so I get up at four thirty in the morning. Um, I used to get up at four until I had to sit in the studio with with uh, bitter ass Rob Long in the morning. When he, he just he sulks in the morning until the lights come on, and then he's himself. He's a miserable human being very early in the morning. So you guys know. Wow. Okay. Um, but but you know, as I get up and I stumble to the bathroom, the first thing I look at are any scores that I may have missed from the last night, and then I start checking spreads in the morning. Um, and it's just all throughout the show. So as I'm as I'm prepping in commercial breaks, I'm looking at line spreads and movement and, you know, checking it out on all the different levels. So it is something that, I mean, it just consumes my life. And my wife was, she was looking, we went to uh, Philadelphia to watch one of the kids that I used to coach, used to live with me, uh, play football at East Strasburg this weekend. And I was so excited to see him, but the entire time my wife's driving, I'm literally in the car looking at point spreads and checking scores from college football games. So it, daily fantasy and gambling it's it's become you know at least 50 percent of my life you got to factor in i'm i don't sleep much but that's going to take up a percentage of it so um but yeah it, it's a ton of hours that i put in and i'm constantly looking throughout the day so i mean so just a personal question does that make you happy it's the one thing that i really enjoy really? i mean I, okay. look it, 
ask me ask me afterwards if I'm happy. I was just telling somebody else the other night I put together a daily fantasy lineup and the process is what I enjoy the most. I mean, don't get me wrong, winning's great, but like seeing if I got it right, if I got it wrong, like I've, I've had games and I've said this before, like you have games where you know you're on the right side, you end up losing it. It's a really hard thing to tell people. And you have other games where you get unbelievably lucky. Like for example, my one loss in my top plays on Saturday was Charlotte and Western Kentucky over 72 and a half. 72 and a half points. It missed by barely by one score. And that's because Charlotte scored seven freaking points in the game. So, you know, like, <laughs> you, you feel like, and they're at home. So you feel like they should have gotten more than a touchdown. But, you know, it's the give and take to the games. I've had games where you get lucky and it goes into extra innings in baseball and you got the over and they nickel and dime you here and there. Actually, um, when I, I, I got COVID this year, I hit for 50 grand on DraftKings. Um, on a Saturday morning, I, I bet the, uh, I, I'd stack the Brewers and the Cubs game. And not that anything went off that day or anything special happened, but I fell asleep and woke up to them going into extra innings where it was like one run here, one run there. And I slowly watched myself move up the leaderboard to I got in first place because they had a rain delay. Um, you know, and it, so that was the last game going off. So that was a really like fun sweat for me. So those moments are just, I mean, they're great. I, I love doing that stuff. Could you give up gambling? <laughs> is my wife listening um, <laughs> actually, no, look, actually I, right I, I'm an admitted compulsive gambler I mean you know I, I, I really had a problem with horse racing uh, 40 years ago 50 years ago what am I talking about I really had yeah. a problem with it and I love to bet baseball uh, and I had a problem with it for a while but so it's funny could, baseball and hockey are my two best sports and, and hockey I don't know anything about I'll be the like I'm just watching line movements and seeing which teams have played multiple games. Just, I mean, I'm looking at little things that matter to me. In baseball, some of the guys on our, our BetQL network laugh at me. They call me the weatherman because I, I have all the weather apps in understanding which games are going to be great for home run hitting weather. I look at umpire data. I feel like there's a lot of things that people don't look at. And all the information, sure, sometimes you can overload it and make a wrong decision, but I, I, I think it only helps. And to answer your question about giving up is I, I don't think I could in some capacity I would. You remember when it's one of my favorite stories with FanDuel and DraftKings where they're like, you guys are gambling and gambling's illegal. And they're like, we're right. not gambling. Are you kidding me? This is a game of skill. Right. It's a game right. of, you know, you, you've got to be really good at this. And then they go, oh, my God, gambling's legal? Yeah, we're gambling. So <laughs> they, they moved on from it. So in some capacity, I'm assuming I'll probably be doing this for the rest of my life. Jeremy, you know, and it's been a long time since, since I've spoken to you, so I've never asked you this question. Dude, I remember when, mm-hmm. you, ha- when you had no facial hair at all, okay, <laughs> which is a long time ago. What, uh, what motivated you? What's up with that? Uh, it, it wasn't a, actually a – like, I've always wanted to have a beard. I didn't want it to be gray, and I didn't want to look like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus, but here we are. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, during the pandemic, I let my beard grow because I would typically – I hate shaving, so I always like – it's, it's – one of the few things that I'd say I pamper myself on, I go get a haircut and a shave about, I don't know, every three weeks, I'd say. Um, and I just, I'd rather somebody else trim my beard and tell me it looks nice than me to look in the mirror going, I don't know about that. I think maybe this side's a little too short. But uh, <laughs> it started growing and it just came in gray. And anybody that has gray hair, that hair grows faster than the other hair. So it's just like, there's no way around it. Um, and now it's kind of become, I just prefer having a beard, except when I eat soup or ice cream. Because then all bets are off. I don't know where it's going. So, two questions for you: Will mm-hmm. Will the Ravens cover tonight? I don't like them tonight. I picked them to win. The line's down to one now. Mm. Um, down to one. Wow. I, okay. I, 
Yeah, I like the over, and then all the public money's coming in on the Ravens. I always talk about this, the reverse line movement. This would typically be a game I'm all over, but there's such a weird team because the, the Buccaneers game, that's one where the Buccaneers just didn't put it together in the second half, and the Ravens came out and did what they had to do, run the football. But that was a, a, a terrible spot for the Ravens, and they found a way to win. That's why I keep going back to Lamar. Like When it comes to him, he's such a difficult guy to bet on, bet against, whether mm-hmm. side or total. Because we've seen the Ravens dominate time of possession for 40 minutes and, and put up 20 points, and it's not enough to get over the total. We've seen them be a quick strike offense and just you know throw the ball deep and, and get these big pass plays or big run plays from Lamar and, and the scores be shootouts. That, that Miami game was crazy earlier this year. So we've, we've seen all of that. But they also have shown the propensity to go out and lose a game they, they have no business losing and beat teams they have no business winning sometimes. So... Yeah, it's difficult. Like, I like the over, and if you force me to pick the side, I would tell you the Saints are the right side tonight. But um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to stay with my overplay. At, it dropped to 46.5 because people are worried about the injuries. I, the injuries don't bother me because I think the Ravens are going to do what they've always done. And if the Saints are able to get out to any sort of a lead, maybe it makes them throw it a little bit more. Last question I have for you is uh, mm-hmm. Game 5. Trey Mancini makes that incredible play. Was Mo on his shoulder there? Man, that was it was awesome to see, and it was one of the real easy things, uh, reasons to root for the Astros, even with all the stuff where I know a lot of fans dislike them. But um, but he and Dusty Baker, I, I love the fact that you know, with I didn't want Guriel to get hurt, but it gave Trey another opportunity yep. to get some more bats. Seeing him with his family, um, you know, just what a tremendous guy, and uh, you know, it, it was it was really cool too because I was out of town when the moment happened with Trey's last game at Camden Yards. We had already planned our vacation. And my phone blew up. I couldn't watch the game. I was down at Outer Banks. And when my phone blew up, I'm going, what happened? It's, something happened to someone. So I'm like, what, what am I going to do? And, and long story short, it was funny because, because I, after I saw the, the highlight of the ball hitting the, the outfielder in the head and rolling just far enough for Trey to carry the refrigerator around the basement, uh, <laughs> bases and score, I mean, it was just one of the coolest moments. You know, uh, all, all kidding aside, and I still have a question for you about the game tonight, but all kidding aside, your involvement with Mo and what you've done with Mo and the, you know, Trey and everybody, that's going to go down as one of the greatest uh, stories in Baltimore sports radio history, Baltimore sports history in general. Yep. You know, m- maybe, you know, years from now, people will still be talking about that, Jeremy. I just want to let you know. It's very, very hard. So, I don't know how much people know this, and if I have a second. So the um – that, all that stuff with, with him, I actually went with Mo when we did the show from his house. I mean, mm-hmm. I sat out in front of his house. I don't know. It felt like 45 minutes. It was probably 15. Right. And just like, just overwhelmed with what happened. Cause I don't know that everybody knew what went into it. So I engineered it from his bedroom. He was lying in bed. He wasn't moving around as much back then. Right. Um, and, and the long and short of it was it's, it's some of the best radio I think I've ever done. And one of the coolest, uh, you know, roughly four hours of radio that I've, that I've been a part of, but we didn't book any guests. They all called in. They yeah. all wanted to be a part of the show. Exactly. And to me, that was one of the coolest parts of it. And truth be told, we had one of our higher ups at Odyssey that was driving down that's from uh, Maryland that heard the show. And he's like, what the hell is this? What is going on? There's a kid on the air. <laughs> and then the more he listened, he was into it. He emailed my bosses. And it's one of the reasons why I've been given an opportunity to go to the BeckQL network and do some national radio shows. It's one of the reasons why I'm on the morning show now because of the success and all the stuff that happened. I mean, he's been, I gave him some opportunities, but he's opening doors for me. And, and anybody that's listened, 
you know, when I hit a quarter of a million dollars on DraftKings, it was shortly after all this stuff happened with Mo. So I, I mean, I attribute a lot of my success, but I'd give it all back just for one more day with him. I mean, the yeah. kid was just one of the most special people you can meet. Mm, so absolutely. I love, I love hearing people in our industry say what you just said, Gary, because that, that show means more to me. And every year it comes around, I retweet or mm. repost all the shared stuff from those times. And I just want to make sure people don't forget them. I, uh, I echo, I echo what Gary says. I was listening to it because COVID was happening. We were in my mm-hmm. backyard, my cousin, Ron Matz, who I know reached out to you and we were transfixed by it. It was absolutely great. Absolutely great. One of the most, and, yeah. And the guests calling in, yeah. Yeah. is really the, the what what ended up making it so special is them wanting to be part of touching Mo. It was well, and, and the other thing too is that I told Mo we can go as long as we want. I got permission uh, from our bosses to extend it as long as we want because it was a, you know my show was a three hour show back then, right? And then Mo like he said he wanted to keep doing it. His mom's like you should get some rest. And he's like <laughs> no, let's keep. She said okay, honey, we can keep doing it. And out of nowhere, he's like we're going into Mover time. I didn't tell him to say that. <laughs> like he had all these little ad libs. My mic went out. He was ready to host the whole show. He hosted the show, and I assisted. Wow. And for yeah. anybody that's had their first chance to drive a radio show, for a 14-year-old kid, it's, it's unbelievably impressive that he had enough to say to kind of carry each segment. Who called in? I know Buck called in. Adam Jones called in. You, you've got the whole yeah, Joe, list. Yeah, we had some wrestlers that called in, too, but Adam Jones called in from Japan. That was uh, great. When we went into overtime, Ray Lewis called in. That's right. Uh, he got Lewis. the number and prayed with him on the air, which was really cool. Uh, he said John Harbaugh called in. He asked, he told John Harbaugh that the Tennessee Titans were more prepared than the Ravens for that playoff game. Um, That's right. Yeah, and then I remember you know, like I remember Roman that. Reigns, the wrestler. Roman but, Reigns, but there was other right, stuff. right. Yeah, there was other stuff that we had set up that a lot of people maybe you heard about, but like Stone Cold Steve Austin was calling him every Sunday uh, just to check in with him. D.A. Um, was calling yeah, the, uh, Mandalero. Yeah, yeah. D.A. came down. Yep. He yeah. drove down on his day off to come yeah. spend the day with Mo. So he touched a lot of people the same way that, you know, uh, hopefully we lifted him up and gave him the best life he could possibly have yeah. with all things considered. You, you did. Hey, uh, Jeremy, speaking of wrestling, do you bet on wrestling? No. I, I mean, I wish we could because I definitely find it in. Okay. Uh, yeah. but, but you can bet on some of the wrestling stuff. You can bet on, like, WrestleMania. They'll give you odds. You okay. can't. They'll limit it because there's obviously information out there if they want to. Um, you know, it's scripted, so, but... <laughs> gotcha. Hey, uh, Jeremy, final... Aren't they all scripted, yeah. all the games <laughs> against me? Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, final question. Any any interesting prop bets tonight for the Raven Saints? Um, the things that I, like, I, I would be interested in Deshaun Jackson. I, like, I'm, I don't know that he's going to play. Right. I might take a flyer on his over because I'm... I, I think the Ravens need a guy like that, and, and people are going to dismiss it because it's Deshaun Jackson at the end of his career but he's still a speedster that can take the top off the defense. Exactly. And I, I could see him catch, like I even said, it. I said, watch him catch three for like 90 tonight, that touchdown or something. Because he'll have those games and he'll have the games where he catches one for 18 um, or zero catches. But that's been Deshaun Jackson's career. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do. But um, on the flip side, you know, I'd be interested in Kamara's receptions as well as they've been targeting him quite a bit the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So, sounds good. JC, listen, always a pleasure, my friend. Great catching up, JC. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Jeremy Kahn from the Big Bad Morning Show, 1057 The Fan. We'll take a time out here and come back. Griffin, what are we going to do? We're going to wrap it up? We have, uh, we'll have our tidbits, tidbits and right? we'll have our totally tubular. And I think I got one more question I want to ask Stan about the Orioles before okay. we get out of here. And we'll do that when we return. 
Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guildfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Or is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 15th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. It's interesting, that question. Back at you here as we wrap up Glenn Clark Radio here on a Monday morning. Gary Stein along with Stan the Fan, Griffin Bass. Uh, here as well. Time to do our tidbit. Before we get to that, before uh, we get to that, Stan, I wanted to ask you a question about the Orioles offseason. With as players are opting out yeah. and uh, electing free agency, uh, what is is? Do you want to see the Orioles get a shortstop? Uh, if if they do, who are, like Xander Bogarts just opted out. Obviously, Trey Turner's out there. I'm not interested. The, the, the Orioles aren't going to shop that high in the market. They're right. not going to be paying twenty five to thirty million dollars, right. especially for a position that in. Two or three years, Correa's they've not got gonna, a guy. Is Correa an option? I don't. I I really don't see that happening. We're not paying him more than Minnesota's paying him. He'll probably get the Dodgers may end up 
moving on from Trey Turner, somebody might blow Turner away and pay him more than Correa. I don't know. I think they're saying the Mets are gonna, or the Mets might go heavy on uh, Trey Turner. Apparently, that that would be some player to get. And no then question pit, about it. So then, pitching wise, with uh, Degrom and Rodon also opting out, what pitchers? Uh, who's the top pitcher wish list? For I like our I like our chances of acquiring pitching th- via trade. Okay. Uh, you know, when I look at the team. I really don't see them coming back with the same combination of Mullins, Hayes, and Mountcastle. There's just not enough on base percentage there for me. So I'd look for Hayes or Mullins to get dealt along with a prospect to to acquire. Maybe Mateo does get dealt. I don't know because Henderson can play short. True. But that's where I come in. I'd be very interested in Justin Turner if the Dodgers don't pick up his $16 million option. But the Dodgers, $16 million is like $4 million for the Orioles. You know, So I don't see – I think he'll stay a Dodger, but the Orioles have got to address how they get more people on base. Okay. Hey, Go before on. we get to the tidbit, in case you haven't heard, Frank Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, is no longer fired this morning after a 3-5-1 and one start. You know what he did with Matt Ryan, bringing in uh, Sam Erlinger to replace him. They've basically they've just given up on the year. I mean, they dealt Naheem Hines to the Buffalo Bills earlier this year. So uh, Frank Reich out of work right now. We'll see what happens with the Indianapolis Colts. All right, tidbit is brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel. Online sports betting will be starting in Maryland in the next few weeks. Press box is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to pressboxonline.com slash offers. The $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo you'll get when they go live. Just go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. That's pressboxonline.com slash offers. Griffin? All right, so Stan's, uh, Stan, Stan uh, requested that I, I have a shorter tidbit because I know, I guess, on Friday when Stan was here, I had one. I was asking for like nine players, and Stan... Stan wants it's a, Stan it's wants a, a sh- it's just, I didn't order it. I said, it's a <laughs> I said request. I, yeah, yeah. Um, but so I have uh, so I have two short ones then. Uh, so yesterday, obviously, the big uh, story, uh, you know, tid, I guess, uh, you know, trivia tidbit wise was uh, Justin Fields set the quarterback rushing record for most yards in a single game. Uh, so do you know who he passed, or, or who the next two guys on the list are that he that he passed yesterday after rushing in, for one hundred seventy eight yards for rushing yards yeah, by so, a quarterback? Yes. Who held the record before? Um, I will. I have. I have guesses. I don't know for a fact, yeah. but I would say so. The two guys he passed, mm-hmm. I would say uh, Michael Vick and Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham is a good guess, but he is not the next guy. But how Michael Vick f- is net. Michael Vick how was who he br- recorded. How about Fran Tarkington? Not Tarkington. Not Tarkington. So it's obviously not Lamar, right? Nope. That would be a good guess because he would be right. It was Lamar. Yep, Lamar okay. had 152 wow. uh, rushing yards in a game back in October of 2019. Is Tarkenton one of like the top ten? Like if this had been named the top ten guys? No, he's actually he I, he's pretty wait, low. Wait, all his, you know, wait, it's wait, funny. Wait. All of his yardage was just going back and yeah, coming up. Yeah. It wasn't beyond pa- the, line the line of scrimmage. Wait, uh, Griffin, do you know who Fran Tarkenton was? I know he was a. I know he was a good quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, Fran Tarkenton, you could. Oh my God, he was he was uncatchable. Not that he was fast; he wasn't fast. He didn't probably rush for a lot of yards. But behind the line of scrimmage, trying to scramble he around changed, and make he a play, changed the game. He did. He was the, one wow. of the first, if not the first, mobile quarterback that you just couldn't get him. 
He was fun to watch. I'll tell gotcha. you that. All right. Well, maybe Justin Fields is going to be better than him. He played for the Giants and the Vikings for the, for, yeah. for most of his Vikings. career. Yeah. Vikings for a long time. Yep. Used to have Bill Brown was his fullback. Dave Osborne. And, and Tommy Mason. Oh, Tommy Mason Tommy back in the Mason day. Tommy Mason was my favorite back. Yeah. I loved him. Gotcha. Uh, and then one more uh, baseball playoffs uh, related. Uh, so two players joined a list of th- what is now four players who have hit 15 or more home runs before turning 30 in their postseason career. Hmm. Who are those four players? Two of them just joined the list this postseason. Uh, I would say Bryce Harper is one of them. Not Bryce Harper. Not, Not Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. Okay. I'm looking for guys who had 15 home runs in the playoffs before turning 30 years old. Jordan Alvarez? Not Jordan Alvarez. Hmm. 15 homers. And and it happened this postseason? Two guys joined the list, yeah, and then the other two guys are also relatively modern. All right, so, so the other two guys are... Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. No, 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 no. They're, they're they're way more modern. Way more modern. I think I, I, it's probably due to the fact, I guess, just that there's more. Yeah, playoffs. there's more playoffs. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they are not on the list. Okay. They are not on yeah. the list. I'm stumped by this one. Well, the Dodgers play in the postseason so much. Other, think of another team that plays in the postseason a lot. I would say the Yankees. The Yankees. It, more, more recently. Recently, uh, I would say the Astros. There you go. So, that, so three, two of these guys have been on the Astros. Two of the guys, really. One of them currently, Altuve. Not Altuve. No, another infielder. Two, two other infielders. <laughs> this is ridiculous. That's <laughs> a Bregman. There you go, Alex Bregman. Okay, really. Yeah, and wow. then a former Astro teammate also hit fifteen. Who's now playing for another postseason team? Not no, no. not not a postseason team, but a, a former, former Astro. Team. Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa. Really? And Alex Bregman, two right. of and, those. And so who are the other two? The other two are two left-handed hitters. One was in the current po- this current postseason, hitting a lot of home runs. And it wasn't Bryce Harper. It wasn't Bryce Harper. That's an excellent guess, though. Uh, left-handed hitter. Left-handed hitter. On that team. <laughs> Same team as Harper? Yeah. He's a left. Schwarber. There you go. Kyle really? Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber's yeah. got more than 15? Okay. Yeah. Well, he's with the he Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, he okay. Bunch the with the Cubs. And then one more uh, Hall of Famer, left-handed hitter. Hall of Famer. Yeah, hit 16 before uh, before turning Reggie 30. Jackson. Not Reggie Jackson. Oh, let me think of a good That's Indian. a good guess. Uh, Orioles legend. Not really, but he was on the Orioles. Ended his career with the Orioles. Ended his career with the uh, Tommy. Yep, Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey. Wow. Yes, yes. Wow. So those are the four players. 15 home runs before turning 30. So who has the, the most postseason home runs in history? Do you have that? Where I do you get out. these, by the way? Uh, there's this cool website called StatMuse. You okay. can just pretty much enter Stat any Muse? specific. M-U-S-E? Dot com. Yeah. Okay, so the most postseason home runs belongs to who? I will tell you. It's got to be a Yankee. Well, but not necessarily because now with all the games. Not a Yankee. Correct division, though. Correct division, though. Boston Red Sox. David Ortiz? Not David Ortiz. Uh, let's see. Red Sox. Who were the Red Sox? Big uh, parent. Uh, this is why I'm terrible at this. The older I get, the older I get. It's not so, the, so it must have been in the last 15 years. Yes, yeah. Yeah. the past 20 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, you got Outfielder, me. Outfielder, uh, you know, High fived a guy in the stands at Camden Yards one time after making a fly ball catch. Manny Ramirez. Oh, Manny on, Ramirez, man. Ramirez. 29 wow. home runs. You most know what? In postseason history. The older we get, the more players pass through. It's hard, hard to keep them all the, straight. The memory bank is just 
Good guesses, Byron. though. You guys did a good job. Wait, so Manny Ramirez has the most in Major League Baseball history? Yeah. Postseason history, yeah. And how many is that? 29. 29. 29. 29. Yes. Second on the list is Altuve with 23. It's amazing that Altuve's got 23 <laughs> postseason yeah. homers. It's amazing that Altuve has any homers. You know, a little 5-4, yeah. whatever. Interesting. That is all I got for Tim. He's got yeah. that weight shift down, man. He does. All right, uh, totally tubular. Is that what we want to do? Yeah, yeah, that is what we want to do before we get out of here. All right, so hold on. I've got to do something in order to make that happen. Which it's I'm brought to, to you to by. Right it is being brought to you by. I'll tell you in one second. It's being brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. Come experience Maryland's number one sports book this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24 7 kiosks, massive video screens and watch all the action from the best seat in the house more money paid out than anyone around make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland Alright, so the local action obviously the Ravens and Saints, they'll be on WJZ 13 as you guys said, also on ESPN and ESPN 2, I guess the Manning cast is, is going tonight so you can watch for that on ESPN 2, uh, Maryland is hosting Niagara at 7 and yeah, as you and said, where Stan, can you watch that game? You should be able to watch it on Big Ten Plus so like the on the app like the BTM Plus app you should be able to watch that. That means well. I gotta watch it on my phone or my yeah or your or, or your or your laptop yeah wherever. And am I automatically? I, mean, I think so. Yeah, to... I I think you should be able to. I believe that's how BTM Plus is working. Wow. So, um, and then on Flow Hoops, uh, Navy will be taking on William and Mary at seven thirty, and then Towson will be hosting U Albany at seven o'clock. That's on Flow Hoops. ESPN Plus is gonna have Coppin State taking on Charlotte. Uh, Maryland George Mason uh, women's basketball. Uh, Maryland Eastern Shore at Old Dominion on se- at seven o'clock. Mount St. Mary's going to West Virginia uh, at seven o'clock. Those three at seven o'clock on ESPN Plus, and then at eight thirty on ESPN Plus, UMBC going down to Tulane. Gary? Should, should be a good game. Yeah, <laughs> is Perry Clark. Perry Clark is not at Tulane anymore. He was back there in the year two thousand. <laughs> is he now the editor of the Daily Planet? Absolutely is. That was his second That's career. Uh, <laughs> T- Tulane's pretty good. UMBC's got only four guys left from last year. None of their top five scores. So it's a. It, I'm not going to say it's a rebuilding year because I don't think it's going to be a rebuilding year. I think they're actually going to be good, but they need to get all their parts together. I've got their home opener on Thursday night against Penn State York. That'll be a, a D three school, and then Monday night. Princeton comes to town. Yeah. Princeton is the favorite in the Ivy League. They're really good this year. And they're here next Monday night. Next Monday night, a week from tonight at the UNBC Event Center, which is now the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Great. Uh, also, uh, who's, who's your uh, broadcast partner? Rick Moreland, UNBC Hall of Famer, great basketball player, was an executive with the Wizards yep. for many years. That's great. I, I had six years with John Feinstein. He's moved on now, and right. uh, Rick, Rick Moreland's taken how'd over. You, how'd they come up with Rick? I mean, because he's an alumni. Yeah, he's an alum. He loves the program. He follows the program. He's great. got a lot of good connections. Great pick. Yeah. He's going to be a great guy, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, FS1's doing like a Big East uh, basketball whip around. So uh, you can see Loyola's playing DePaul or Morgan State playing Xavier. You can also use the Fox Sports app, and you can watch those games in full in the app. Uh, NBC Sports Washington Plus, Wizards. Uh, playing the Hornets at 7. NBA TV has the Suns and 76ers, followed by the Cavs and Clippers. NBC Sports Washington has Ori Oilers, Capitals. NHL Network will have Blues, Bruins. And then Glenn had it highlighted like he wanted me to talk about it. WWE Raw is going to be on the USA Network. But we're all watching the Ravens tonight. So basically, any game, anywhere, at any time, you can find somewhere at in, that, in the media landscape. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's and really then, amazing. And then I usually do the non-sports highlights. Uh, there's really not a lot tonight, uh, but I, I think Stan's heading up to New York because he's going to be on Stephen Colbert where they're making the People's Magazine Sexiest Man Alive announcement. Oh, tonight? Yes. And Stan, Stan, no, Stan's I didn't gonna... make it this year. Oh, you didn't make it? You didn't make it. No. But, but, but was, you were, you were a finalist, be in a couple, weren't you? I'm going to be in the over 70, over 75. The category? The over 75. Yeah. So it's about four or five years away. Now, did you say that was the sexiest man alive? Yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Did I ever get considered? I know I not that, that I know of. Jeremy Kahn. Uh, based on my research. Jeremy Kahn is <laughs> getting that. No, that's the biggest, thickest beard alive. Biggest, thickest beard? That, he, he would probably have a really good chance of winning that. But, uh, yeah, so the rest at glennclarkradio.com. Now, do you know who ZZ Top is by any chance? ZZ Top, I should. I mean, yeah, why do they're, I? They're a band that had bigger, thicker beards even than Jeremy Kahn. So you want to make a, yeah, go ahead and take a look. I'll, I'll wait. Okay. I'll wait. <laughs> ZZ Top. Oh, wow. Wow, those are he, pretty good beards. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're better than JC, but JC gives him a run for the money, I'll tell you that. Um. Yeah. That is. But that is it. Tubular wise. Um. Okay. Tomorrow on the program, we'll uh. Me. It'll be me and Glenn. Um. We'll we'll recap the Ravens game. Glenn will probably be exhausted after doing the post game for the Ravens. Oh, that's uh, right. He's got that tonight. But yeah, we'll probably have uh. We'll have we'll have somebody on to talk talk about the game with us. Um. And uh, Joe Serpico from Pressbox, our our fantasy football uh analyst, will do a preview waiver wire Wednesday. Uh. And simply the bets also tomorrow after uh after uh Glenn Clark Radio. Well, I've had a blast, Stanley. What about yourself? I've had a wonderful time. Yeah. Wonderful time. Really appreciate always, the opportunity. Always a pleasure to broadcast with you. Uh, yeah. You lying now or what? No. Yeah. You true. No. Okay. No. Griffin, always good to see you. Yeah. Got to thank our uh, our list of sponsors real quick. The the local the area Chick Fil A's, the Fan, FanDuel of course, Ginsu Grill, uh, Glory Days Grill, Guilford Hall Brewery, Live Casino uh, in Hanover, Maryland, the FanDuel Sportsbook, Press Box. Pressbox, of course, and their new print edition with Kevin Willard on the cover. Uh, Stan the fan, as always, uh, in his in his weekly uh, shows on 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 uh, on the F- Pressbox Facebook page, the Toyota Tacoma, and the Tyus Bowser show, which will be next Tuesday at uh, Mother's. I'm going to try Marine. and get out there for that. Yeah, um, that's mo- Mother's North. Mother's North. Mother's uh, North and Tacoma. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yes, yeah. Mother's North. Um, but yeah, so. Tomorrow, back at 10, Glenn will be here, me and Glenn. All right, good yeah. to go. Farewell. How's he, how's he possibly going to, you know, who's going to cover for me on Friday? I'm not here this Friday. Uh, I guess we'll, me and Glenn are just going to have to brave oh, it geez, brave it without whiz. you. Uh, I, I, I don't like, think it's absolutely necessary, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I can stop yeah, I doing guess. Friday? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The hell. Right. We always enjoy having you, Stan. I mean, we're going to miss you, but I think we, we, we will attempt to get by do you, do you, without you. Do you do the whole show Friday? I stay for the pretty much okay. the whole yeah. show. Yeah. 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 All right, sounds good. Griffin, see you down the road. Yes, thank good you. Good luck Saturday, yeah, Concordia. A lot of fun with you guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Awesome. All right, uh, and then uh, always you can check out the show uh, in full on SoundCloud or, or in the, uh, as uh, Glenn usually tosses They're it to me. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll toss it to you, Stan. You can get it in the greatest hit section of the... All right. Archives, yeah, the arch, the archives. It's it's supposed to be a sneeze. As you, well. guys, you guys have your like vernacular, your press box stuff that you sure. Do. That, yeah, I guess you can call it that. Yeah, uh, all right, all right, yeah. boys. All right, thank you so much. See ya.